so I'm going to keep them around. Yeah. And that's, that's tough. That's a tough decision to make because you could very easily just have a bunch of yes men and yes women around you. They're just, yeah, girl, go ahead, do that shit. You right, he wrong, they all wrong. I can't believe you didn't get that promotion. No one else is more qualified than you. You a boss, bitch. Social media, tell me <laughs> you're watching a Hi, lot. Earl. Of, <laughs> How are you? You're watching. Thank you for being here. This is awesome. You, you're, you're watching. <laughs> you're watching a lot of videos of uh, like little clips and stuff. So what are, what are your algorithms like? What's going on? It's funny. My algorithms are very strong women with enormous butts and enormous arms. Oh, okay. Just, Just like, like gym stuff. Yeah. So I watch a lot of gym stuff. I've been I've been learning a few stuff from a few things on there. Um, I'm trying to save those videos. And then come back to them a little bit. And I've just, I've never watched, I've never done the TikTok thing. So I've been just giving a bit of my time to just seeing what's out there and the trends. And it feels funny because. How long has it been since you started doing that? Maybe like a few days. And and how strong is the gravitational pull to not very. stay there and keep scrolling? No, it's it's not very strong because. I think I'm like fulfilled quickly. Okay. Because all I don't care, thankfully anymore. To mindlessly scroll doesn't call to my attention, but I do enjoy. Now I have figured out like watching some videos about a certain subject or um, idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so working in this in this job that I do now, I've been up on it about six months. I never thought of there being like a community of people that just made videos online about working in an office. So I came across this a few, maybe a week ago actually, of these videos specifically. And they're freaking hilarious because I'm, I'm very blessed and very thankful to have a position where I can spend a lot of my time socializing with people. <laughs> and sometimes doing the bare minimum and don't get me wrong, sometimes I'm pulling 120 hour paychecks. Mm-hmm. Um, or weeks, I'm sorry, at work. <clears throat> like hours. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm working and then some days I'm not. And there's these funny videos of people just like walking around, you know, not doing shit, but still getting paid to do a really cool ass <laughs> job. So I feel really lucky in that. And it's hilarious that this is my life. Like People know that like those corporate gigs, a lot of it is bullshit. Like people know that now. I think COVID, um, that expose that to the world right because people that's when people started wanting to work from home more because they knew like what do y'all need me there for like you know i'll be in there bullshitting too right like so i might as well just get the job done here at my job like i mean at my house you just want me to walk around there and be you know at the staff cafeteria getting coffee with people you know i'm just gonna be walking around you like you know what it is you know people are socializing they're hanging out they're they're doing a lot of other things that isn't just work well when i first started in this place that we work at, I was only there for almost three months, two and a, half, a bit over two and a half months, and it was just work. It was the busiest season. I started there in December. So it's holidays, especially in the banquet department, you get hit for like those next two months. So I was, I didn't get to experience that. And then going back 
two and a half years later to this other side of the operation during slow season is awesome. Mm. So yeah, just I get to walk around just like those videos and pick up candy from HR and then I go visit my friend in, on the front desk and then I'm going and cleaning some tables over here and then I make sure that everyone has a coffee. And But you, but I will say this though. What? And I'm glad that we bring this up because this is actually really good that this happened because... We, we, <laughs> you no, say that often. No, 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 do, do I? Yeah, this is funny. Because... I trust you. <laughs> I do. I do. Well, well, you think I got something? Yeah. Okay. How much money would you be willing to bet I'm about to say something that makes some sense? A lot. Here's the thing. I wanted you to fail this morning, but you make sense. So. <laughs> but go ahead. The thing is, having a job like that, mm-hmm. how much really has you being a a true hands-on participant with the community there... How just how much really has that helped you do your job? It has helped you do your job as it has helped me do mine. Right. Me getting around and being able to talk to people and build relationships with people. And knowing where to go for certain things and, immediately. Like. And so for you, it's it's sort of like <laughs> when you uh, think about people that have to do business Whilst they take people out to dinners. Right. 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 Like that is a part of the business right. for a lot of people. It's Some to people spend have money to, and go to awesome places. You're trying to talk to investors, yeah. get people involved in whatever it is that you do, or where you come from. And in order to do that, you have to go out and be a, there's a balance. Like you got to be a cool person to have a good time and know how to do that with that person and get them on board. Right. And at the same time, be able to deliver the facts that they need about whatever the fuck type of business it is that you're trying to do with them. But that is a huge part of it. And I think it is for us too. I think getting around and talking to people allows you to have a network where you're leaving for a couple of weeks. Hey, can you come fill this spot for right. me? Because you fuck with me and I can teach you this information right. easily. Very you know what I mean? So you train somebody for a week and then boom, they can do that for you. But only because you built that relationship yeah. with that individual. And so on and so forth. There's so many different instances where I could bring up that I like things that I wouldn't be able to do if I didn't walk around and just talk to people and shoot the shit sometimes. And overall, and I think you would agree, that's easily one of my favorite things that I didn't think was going to be a part of this job because I I wouldn't know is that I've been able to come across so many cool people Mm. that would have never had the chance to if I was just stuck serving in a restaurant because you can't really just walk around with your serving uniform throughout the whole resort. No. Like, that's just not etiquette. That's not what you do. Yeah, like you're out of pocket. Right. Like, you stay in the restaurant. (laughs) And even sometimes when I would go to the front desk for certain things, it was like, I don't think I'm supposed to really be out here like that. Everyone assumes (laughs) that if you wear a suit or a dress of some kind that your job is to be everywhere. Right. That you are supposed to be moving everywhere. And I mean, you are a coordinator. You have to co- you have to talk to other people. I'm you have to correspond and coordinate with other motherfuckers in order to do the other type of coordinating yeah. with the guests. So, like, you need information. You yeah. do. And I have been able to find. Like, it, it's nice, as you say. Yeah, I know now where to go exactly for certain amounts of information instead of, like, hey, like, where do you think I should go for this? And then they mm. take me somewhere else. Like, and I know exactly. If I need something, I know where to find it. Right. I don't have to ask anyone really for anything. Mm. And that's something that one of um, the J1 students, those those um, very cool people that come help us out in the summer at the resort, 
Um, I think remember international students. International students. Danielle, the one from Jamaica. She was like, Vanley, you know where everything is. And I was like, well, I pay attention. And I think it's extremely valuable to get things for yourself. So I was like, if you want to know things, I will show you. Yeah. But don't ask me the same thing three times when you know exactly where it is. Go find it. Taking initiative. Initiative. Yeah. And it's interesting that people just are not interested in that. Like, it's just... It's very peculiar to me. Like, I only want to learn how to do things so I can do them on my own. Yeah. Like, I don't want you to constantly... I don't want to have to ask you to do this thing for me over and over. Because I know I'm going to need it. It's like me going and knowing that I work next to a printer. I'm printing all the time. I need to learn how to put in toner. How to change the things. And, and as soon as it happened for the first time, I was like, hey. Unjam paper. All of it. All that stuff. And she was yeah. like, oh, like, I'll do it for you. I was like, no, teach me. I want to know because I don't want to come get you for this again. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, let me know how to do it. And guess what? Easy enough. You just stick shit in because it tells you, put it here this way. Like it gives you instructions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very, It's very a modern simple. printer. Very, very simple. But yeah, no, that's, it's been, it's been cool to interact with the internet mindfully. Um <clears throat> haven't really like done scrolling through instagram before like that more so on facebook over the years um it's very cool to just see how talented people are mm-hmm. like people just make crazy things on these apps and they spend so much time it's a whole production that you just watch in a matter of like 15 seconds you just watch like a mini film oh yeah people are really really good it's these amazing days. it's amazing it's like wow like how much time did it take you to put together this 20 second video like, that's, that's crazy. Because I've made one TikTok before for Budding Camp Botanicals, and that took me hours. <laughs> it took me hours. I was like, I'm exhausted. But, but, but also, it took you hours because you didn't know what the fuck you were doing. But, right, but if you're that. someone that does this every right, day, right. you probably go through the motions much quicker. Yeah, I'm sure of it. Like, I'm whatever sure filters and lighting yeah. and cut scenes and voiceovers and little sound implementations and, and know, stickers and shit. Something I was also that has come to mind because I have been reflecting on why i'm spending some time on these apps and then how it makes me feel and as we've been speaking about in the past few weeks it feels very nice to to loosen up and just like have a few laughs off of instagram over over some funny things that pertain to my life mm-hmm. like it's like it doesn't have to be just don't watch one video and and just only insightful things like just yeah just well, fucking, well that's why i was asking you that's one reason as to why i was asking you how you felt about your sense of community. Yeah. Right. And like your role in it, because that's one of those things that, as I always talk about Bhutan, they score for a sense of happiness in life. Right. You have, um, you know, like your security, your health, your sense of community. Like these are all things, your job, like what it is you're doing and does it feel um, like meaningful to you or not. So like all these things come into, come into play. Yeah. Community is a big one. Like, do you feel like a pariah? Do you feel like people will hate you? Right. Because like we know someone right now that is Sheesh. just like, well, now I believe is fired. But, yes, yes, officially. But right. <clears throat> in their mind felt like there was a large cohort Mm -hmm. of people that were against them and that there was someone in the center that was manipulating everyone else into hating that person. And it was was this whole thing. Um, If I was that person, regardless of if the manipulation of this person, this other person, this nemesis of mine is true or not, 
if they have mind control yeah. over everyone else and is making them think that I'm the devil, whatever, if that's true or not, all I know is that when I walk in here, I don't feel good. Right. And and I know that unwanted. everyone's looking at me like, what the fuck is she doing here? Mm. Get like we like we hate her in every motion, every look, every expression, every movement, every bit of essence from any possible animate object <laughs> in there. Right. Is just dastardly and and just nasty. I wouldn't want to go back there. No. Like no. I wouldn't want to take part in that. But some people like to try to fight for that position. And I think because I can relate to this because again, I've been fired like four times in my life. Yeah, see, that's crazy so, to me. That's and but but this comes from I I because I understand this person. Being fired is crazy to me, to be honest, because it's either one of two reasons. It's like either you suck at your job, which is crazy to me. Like you're so incompetent at your yeah. job, like they had to get the get you the fuck out and of there because you are hurting the business. Or the second one was like you're unpleasant. You're an unpleasant source there. Well, it's, to whatever degree, like it's, you're unpleasant. And what sucks about that is that unfortunately people don't know how to have communications because I was. I was not trying to fight the truth. No one ever sat me down and told me why I was fired. Mm -hmm. They were like, oh, like these things were not handled correctly. And I was like, well, yeah, but these have been handled incorrectly by many people around. So I always felt like I was being picked on. Mm -hmm. And I and I did wonder. I was I wasn't completely unrealistic because I, I did think sometimes I'm like, obviously, I have to play a, a part in this. But I, I, I you I just have no don't idea. know what part you play, like, right? Because my little mind wasn't thinking back then, and whatever I was able to come up with, like it didn't seem substantial enough. Because mm -hmm. one of these times, the, it sucks that this was an example. I'm working at the Double Tree by Hilton. I am bartending, <laughs> and I'm literally working with a meth head. Mm -hmm. Like I've seen people methed out before, and mm -hmm. she she's delirious. I closed a bar one day. She opens it. And wore down like two hundred dollars, mm. which means I lost the two hundred dollars. But Von Marie would never turn in a cash drawer two hundred dollars short because I would never do that. I like not two hundred dollars. That's crazy. She was working the night before, and all I said was like, "Hey, we know that so and so is a meth head. Like we know this information. Like whether we accept it or not, something's off here." I was like, "I would really like for you to look into this." <laughs> like at least investigate like look up the cameras hold on a second who did you who to the managers <laughs> all right and i didn't say it like that but it was it but, was but, known. You, but you did explicitly call out this person's drug problem that has been documented before like i know i feel like that shouldn't have happened i think that that's you could, very important that's that's, that's pivotal to the situation because the money was there when I saw it, but I'm the one that's lying now because they're believing that the cash drawer is short. Yes. So now they're believing the meth head over me. It wasn't even a conversation <laughs> before. It's like, hey, Von Marie, you owe us $200. And mm -hmm. it's like, no, no, no. Like, we need to investigate what happened here. Okay. So, be and, and then I got fired because I accused my coworker of stealing. I was like, when that happens, like, you investigate. Hmm. 
Like, of course, I'm accusing someone because I'm saying that I'm not the one that's guilty. Right. And I believe this other person to be guilty. And I believe there should be due process here. Mm -hmm. And then I got fired for the cash drawer. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Again, I'm clearly not the manager, so I don't know exactly how I would have handled that. But would you have fired the person that is coming to you and asking you to politely investigate the situation? No, I'm also may saying that you may be leaving things like because this is a story. And what I'm saying is so the sort of person that I was just talking about also has a story. Right. Or just like this happened. This person tried to manipulate these people and make me a pariah and alienate me. And what I'm saying is, but there's a series of stories that that person is unaware of. Which person? The, I mean, everyone, but like, who are you specifically? The, the, this quote unquote victim, the person that is now fired, the okay, person yeah. that had a real issue and was going to people and feeling like yeah. it was not being taken care of by anyone yes. on any level. Yeah, and I, what I'm saying is they were unaware of all the moments that actually got them to that point. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's that's the whole point of the story is that I don't think I got fired because I accused someone else. I think there have been many issues, but they never said, hey, Von Marie. You suck at this, and maybe you suck at this, and maybe you suck at this, but it's like, hey, we don't actually like her, and this happened, so let's get her out. Okay. Yeah, that's that's okay. where I'm going okay. with this. I got what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what happened at every job. I had, you know, a few shortcomings that weren't that big of a deal, and then I did something that was out of pocket, but they didn't want to address that issue. But they also didn't tell me about all the other ones that were actually really firing me for. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's something that I would have have appreciated was a real reason as to why I'm getting fired because that's where my lunacy kind of came in before. Mm. No one was straight up with me. So I'm like, but nothing's really that wrong with me. Like, people are just, like, shitty. Yeah. Like, because if, like, I can see where I shouldn't have done some things, but they weren't worthy of me being fired. Mm -hmm. But you're also not telling me the truth. And I can't be objective about myself in that way at that point in my life. Right, yeah. Yeah, just, and I think that's kind of what she's, I think she's way more delusional. Than I was at that point, unfortunately, yeah. and not having truth being presented to you whilst also not being in a place to not only search for it, but maybe accept that truth if it is given to you. It's just, you got to go. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, a it's, rough place. It's kind of sad sometimes when you, when you try your best to embed yourself in truth. And you try to, you really try to move that way. The things that you do, the things you say, yeah. you sit across from people and you're, you're you, right? Like there's a real deep value to sitting across someone and seeing, noticing that they don't have a representative, yeah. you know, for themselves. They're not trying to trick you, deceive you into mm-hmm. thinking anything. They're just, it's just, this is me. What's yeah. the, like, what, we're just having a conversation. There's something that's going to be so timeless about that and so valuable. And noticing that against this extremely profound contrast where you find yourself in these work situations or whatever situations that have these characteristics, these uh, fallible, dishonest characteristics about them, where you cannot have real conversations. We, but that's a life. And, and, and that's and that's just, yeah, you're right. That's just kind of the bubble that people find themselves that, that's in. That's the reality. And you're, pl- and you're <laughs> playing all these little games 
It's it's like um, from talking with strangers with Malcolm Gladwell. So when Korean Air was just crashing planes yeah. over and over and that over. That was outliers. It was, oh, that was outliers? Yeah. And um, it was like... Oh, right, it, right. It was It was because of the power dynamic. Because the co-pilot would never speak to a pilot right. in a way that is undermining... Or that is just questionable, really. Yeah, yeah. just really even questioning anything. Like you're, yeah, you're, yeah. you're really just trying to throw out small little hints of what you think, and so people were crashing right. because they only really had one pilot, and the other one was right. too scared to fucking say anything. It's the same thing. Having that is, it's weird. Once once you have that block there between you know superiors and inferiors mm-hmm. i suppose right it's like you i can't say certain things to you now i feel like a real leader would truly allow that yeah. space because if you have something that's good i need to know what it is right we don't need to play any bullshit games for me for you to know who i am in relation to you and then this shit crashes on us like i need to know what the best information is. I don't want to die over how my fucking, pride. How crazy is that that people don't operate that way? So, like, shit is just... That, I, think I mean, that's because, so insane. I think it's because two things. It's people are really scared of doing something different. Okay. Of, of not following the superiority sort of social structure what that we've created. Yeah. You know, the hierarchy because... Their title is above you, therefore you have to be slightly more careful than you would be with the, what you would consider your subordinate. You know what I mean? Like that's just some bullshit. Like, like <clears throat> keep, keep this in mind. Where we work, if you are a manager above, you get a a name tag that has a first and it last name, and if you are not that. Then you just get a first name. So weird. It's not like they can't make room and etch that shit in. Like they, it's the same size tag. They just choose to not give you a last name. That's crazy because we still don't have last names. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they like think like think about just the psychology <laughs> right. of that. Like it's I just about it's that. a weird th- yeah. it's a weird power dynamic thing yeah. to do just to let you know like you're not a whole person. You're just this first name. Like you don't. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a weird, small, like, psychological tactic that I don't know many people really think about when they walk around there. But they just know when they see those two names, like, oh, like, you're a somebody in here. I think it's because it's I think it's peculiar for us to be in these positions of power and for us to not be here because we want the higher title. Because, again, that's kind of what we've been speaking about recently is that a lot of people like this is what they went to school for. This is what they're wanting to accomplish. This is what they want next to their name. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what they want to be addressed as. Right. You know, it's like Von Marie, food and beverage coordinator. Like, don't forget that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we're just here because we got really lucky. And I told you about my first time with our director of one of our departments. And he's been there for a very long time. Very pleasant from the outside. But he let me know. He sat next to me. He was like, hey, Von Marie, I need you to make this reservation for me. And I, the contention was that he had asked for like a, I don't remember the specifics. It was like a peculiar time that didn't really make sense. Mm. But I know as a person who has been working at extreme luxurious establishment that when the right person asked me for something, it's going to get done. Like I've, that's what you, you know that, you know that. 
And he let me know. He said, you know, and if you're not able to do this for me, I'm just going to ask the general manager of the resort. Yeah. And I looked at him and I was like, oh, there's no need to do that because I can do that for you right now. <laughs> like, I, I know my place here. Mm. Like, I know that I, I know that you are above me and I know that you feel as though you belong here and you can have all of that. That's for you. And if you need something, I'll do it for you. But you don't need to scare me into, I'm going to talk to your hire. We can talk to him. Tactics, he's, man. He's going to also come to me to make it. So you either ask him and then I make it for this general manager or I make it for you. So either way, I have yeah, to like, make it. Yeah, like, like, bro, I'm not fighting you right now. Like, like it's whatever you want to do, it's going to get made. I I'm know that. I'm not going to serve you. Like, it's my job to do what you tell me to do. I know that. I'm here for a reason. Yeah. So <clears throat> needless to say, I feel great about being told what to do. <laughs> I listen I know my place I know my position and I don't mean shit I feel very lucky to have the job that I do I get to wear some cool shoes clank <laughs> around and hang out with Bella and Gabby at work and it's awesome it's awesome I'm, I'm very very lucky I don't see myself going many many places higher up than my position I don't want oh, to yeah. yeah it's just it's not for me just give me more money I enjoy my job I'm good at what I do and hopefully I can do something else someday, but yeah. nothing too crazy. Yeah, that is, again, these tactics that they play is really, really yeah, funny. Just... But it's uh, but again, it seems to me so interesting, especially for what it is I do. Because hmm. I'm, yeah, because I make it a point <clears throat> to have very real moments right. with human beings. And then I broadcast them. So I have so I have them just in my regular personal life all the time. That's and then I bring them here to the pod. And so it's I feel like for a lot of people, it's maybe not as weird because they spend a lot of time in that in that format. Right. Where people just lie to each other. They don't really say the, the, the real things yeah. that they actually mean. So you kind of got to try to decipher what the fuck is going on and end up making more mistakes than needed to be the case in the first place. Um but I just I do this constantly, right? Right. So it's just very very funny, uh, just going to because you kind of just go into a make believe place every day. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. It's like and, you go to a place where <clears throat> like it's just it's a it's a show, it's a movie, it's right. a, it's a make believe place, and people are walking around playing these little roles and, and it's, pl it's cool playing these games. You meet real people every once in a while, mm. and that's awesome. And you're able to look at them and be like, well, like. You're not distracted by all the bullshit here. Like, that's really nice. Like, it's, yeah. isn't, you know, you get to have real conversation and then they end up on the pot. Mm -hmm. You know, because not everyone, thankfully, is, is there. A lot of us are just really good at playing the game when it needs to be. It reminds me of Mikey. When, <laughs> How so? Yeah, just because this, this is kind of what it feels like for me. You know, it's some sort of weird show or game or other reality. And especially when I go to work. Like, mm. especially when I go there. But when we're all freaking out over menus... And because we can't find the right glass for the one restaurant because we're using another restaurant's glass, it's like, all right, yep, here we are. Let's all freak out about it. Yeah. <laughs> like this is, we're going to have to use regular bullshit. white paper over cardstock today. So we're going to fucking lose our minds if our executive chef sees oh that we goodness. have paper menus out right now. Someone's getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of those things, man. It makes me laugh. Yeah, I think that's why I've gotten oh, I've gotten better at my job. You have obviously been very helpful for that because at first, you know, a lot of things are going wrong <laughs> and we're missing a lot of stuff and things are not adding up. And, you know, I don't think necessarily my position was done to its optimal ability before. And mm. there's just a lot of catch up being played and I'm kind of freaking out because I'm responsible 
for a lot of things yeah. now. A lot of things. I was just serving brunch before, just eggs and bacon. Yeah. And now I have a lot on my plate and answering mad emails from hundreds of people and coordinating a bunch of just private dinners parties and, and dinners and cooking events. classes, banquet events, and you gotta you gotta handle some issues with some people because people sure. are upset because you can't get certain stuff done and you gotta print out menus for like three different restaurants. Four with all the, the market, time. like Yeah, that are constantly rotating wines and beers <laughs> and new menu items and stuff like that. And the that. sommelier forgot the wrong wine this week, so I have to reprint the two hundred and yeah. this other guy doesn't know what he's doing, so it's six hundred pieces of paper but later. Then the restaurant needs you, so you gotta run upstairs <laughs> and, and you gotta, gotta serve, serve tables and go work on the expo line and, I, and get get food out and of then the kitchen. In, and, and room dining is missing their <laughs> Their host, so I have to go, go host over there and room pick night. up the phone and start talking to the guests. Listen, man, <laughs> and you know, after having those moments where I'm calling you, I'm like, oh, the menus, oh, the fucking menus got me pooped. <laughs> I'm exhausted, and I've printed and I've printed and I've printed today. <laughs> I've been printing like it's nobody's business, and I'm tired. <laughs> and you know, once I was able to let that go, my life became really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's just because it was it was just so much responsibility. Been printing and printing and printing all <laughs> I day. Can't, I can't stop printing. <laughs> I just keep printing yeah, at my you, house. Yeah, you were tripping. It was just a lot. It was just because it is a lot of responsibility. Right, and then right. I was really able to tune in with the help of our multiple psilocybin trips. That was mm. that was just so illuminating. Mm. Because I was able to let go because, yes, are things going to go wrong all the time? Yeah, man. And I can literally only do so much because Von Marie has been doing this for three weeks. She's never done this yeah, before. But even now, and even then, like, it doesn't time, matter. Like, yeah, now yeah, that yeah. you've been doing it for months, it's still to the same thing. You can only do what you can do. You can only be as good as other people's communication, correspondence Listen. amongst each other allow you to be. Because if other people drop the ball, they don't send the right email, or they don't send all the pertinent I information, think- then you can't do any. You can't take the information and then coordinate with it so you're just coordinating barebone listen you know what i mean like that's just that's just what it is you can only do what you can do oh it's not it's not your enterprise no it's not your enterprise and you have to remember that i make sure people have dinner reservations i am not doing anything here. yeah just do do what you can do yeah so that was that was really helpful you know to be able to now have a great time in this freaking weird circus of a tv show that i go to five times a week yeah and i'm able to just hang out here and make some money and make really cool things happen with my job and also if we run out of paper who fucking cares if things fucking fall apart who cares the power's been out for three days (laughs) can't do shit about it (laughs) i can't fix that but guess what i have those backup menus ready to go (laughs) hundreds of them oh but yeah no that that has that has been able to make me better at my job and really enjoy this place so that's that's really awesome for me so going back to this question i think we've been on for a while the community (laughs) again as i've said multiple times now that really struck me because i don't really have any friends or haven't had friends in a few years i've been meeting people recently and and those seem like potential good friendships um on the horizon but I feel really good about going to work and, you know, interacting with the people that I do and taking so much from that because I have so many meaningful conversations and connections. Mm. I don't see these people outside of work, really, but like the moments that we share are so impactful and profound that that for me is fulfilling. You know, our relationship is fulfilling and what I do outside of work is fulfilling. So whilst I'm open to many, many other relationships with many people, I feel really good. (laughs) Yeah. About being on my own, where I am in life. 
you know, and interacting with people, but not just being like, I don't care to be with the people all the time. When it when it uh, comes to like an Instagram or something, do you do you find yourself behaving on Instagram the way that you would in real life? So if you see you like problem? one, the people that you follow and they follow you, do you feel comfortable commenting on mm-hmm. their, all their posts and stuff like that? If anything, I think I think about this. It's funny you said that. People, I think, have noticed a change in me through my interaction with their Instagram over the past few months. Okay. Because I do, because if I want to say something and like it, I'm going to do that. Okay. It's not like, oh, I haven't spoken to you in like a year. Like, I really want to say that your family looks so beautiful and it's a gorgeous picture, but mm, maybe not. But that's weird Instagram etiquette or something. Like, maybe that's out of pocket. And if anything, it's like all capitals. Wow. Amazing. (sighs) Like, breathtaking. Absolutely gorgeous. No, I love that. Mm. Yeah, because I feel very deeply about things. So, if if I see a picture of you or whatever it is and it just really strikes me, I want to let you know how it feels. Because I would say that to you in real life. Right. Because I say that to strangers all the time. Yeah. Especially people that I have come across with in my life. But that's a great question. No, I definitely think so. For sure, definitely more so lately because I feel more comfortable with myself and, and just things around me. I'm, s- I'm going to slowly be chopping down my numbers. I'm just, yeah, yeah I'm not going to go through the who I'm following list and just start following people. But I will just be on the lookout if I'm, because again, I don't spend much time on yeah. it anyway. But whenever I do, if there's just something so on there strikes. that... I don't like or I realize I don't like it and on top of that that most of the things that this yeah. person posts I don't like. I'm gonna be like, okay, cool. Like let me go ahead and get you out of there. My Instagram is really good. To to a point where I can yeah, where I yeah. feel completely comfortable looking at the things, like knowing right. if I open it up, I'm gonna see something that I'm relatively interested in and also feeling comfortable saying whatever it is that I want to say. Because I think there's just certain follows that I have now that just don't make Makes any sense. sense. I was going to say, like Bella mentioned on the last one, I deleted my Instagram maybe a bit over a year ago. So I've I've only started brand new recently. I have like four pictures on there. Mm-hmm. But the people that I follow, are I follow like less than 150 people or something like that. These are people that I know and that I want to follow. But I think I may do that again with Facebook, not thinking about it. That I've had Facebook for so long. Like that would take forever to mm-hmm. clean. I think it would just be best... To just start new and just have like my mom and three other people that want to see whatever is on there. But actually, I don't even post anything on there. So yeah. maybe not. So you probably spend more time just scrolling and looking at other people's <clears throat> stuff on there. Yeah, that's I have a lot of family on there that I don't speak to. So I enjoy seeing them. Like that's where I know that my family's alive. So I don't speak to my, yeah, like I come from a That's weird, how I know that my family's alive. Yeah, I like I found out. Facebook. Yeah, I found out my cousin had a baby like mm-hmm. a week ago. Okay. Yeah. Cause, That's nice. Yeah, so that was cool. I was like, oh, I didn't know your girlfriend was pregnant. Hmm. Yeah, so I just, you know, there are all these different senses. of, that's why when I first asked you, how do you feel about your sense of community? Yeah. And then if I had to uh, refine that question, it was like, whatever community that you yeah, think that you're a part of. You. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. whatever community you think you're a part of. How do you feel about your role in that? And that's because I don't shun. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say I don't spend a lot of time on Instagram, but I also Mm -hmm. don't necessarily tell other people to not. I just want to know how people feel about their sense of community. So even if you are on Instagram or on Twitter or Facebook Mm -hmm. or whatever, how do you engage with people? And does is that fulfilling to you? You know, because maybe you do have some meaningful connections with people 
through some of these networks. It maybe it couldn't be as meaningful as someone that you spend time with in person, but mm-hmm. th- but it's some semblance of that depending upon how you interact with them. Like if you genuinely happy to see certain uh, accomplishments that they exactly. go through or milestones <clears throat> in life and you're commenting is like, oh shit, I remember a couple of years ago when you were just talking about this thing or, yeah. and then now you're accomplished, like you're doing that thing that you, t- I'm so proud of you to have that sense it's of, like if someone, that, yeah. if someone was commenting like that on your post and you don't really hang out with that person, right. but you know, they're a part of this community on social media and they, they've seen you, that'd be like, oh shit, like that's, I would think that that would be cool, but then there's also this other side just where it's just like, ew, haters. fucking weirdo. Yeah. Like, why is he on? Why is he? Why is this nigga on me like this? Like, right. why? So it's it, that. That's a weird thing are too. So weird. Yeah, that's a weird thing too. But if yeah. that's ever the case, then we shouldn't be following each other. Right. Like, if, if I, you ever and you feel, have to want to follow me if you feel that way about what I said. Right, because because I'm not gonna know. Right. Exactly. So I'm gonna keep saying that. Type of stuff. So you need yeah, to so unfollow. You yeah, you need to block me or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's very very true. So yeah, that's why that's why I asked that. I've thought about, and we've talked about me on the podcast before. Yeah. And now that this is, what are we in? Going into April now, so yeah. in May it'll be f- no, no, three. three years, three, three, four years of doing this. Um, and I know what this sense of community has been for me, right. having these conversations with close friends and acquaintances and completely, you know, new people, strangers, if you will. Um, and what that has meant to me over the years, over the course of weeks and months, just talking to people, sometimes meeting them as soon as they walk right. into the doors, you know. So knowing that the conversations I've been having with people have been fun and have been uh, of the connective nature. Yeah. In il- a illuminating space. in a safe space, yeah. all this sort of stuff. It's uh, I've created a lot of really cool moments that I'm, I'm proud of. Moments. I'm proud of, and so that that gives me a a very deep sense of community. For but sure. the core, the the quintessence of it, though, is the fact that I can be honest, right, with them, and I feel like that is the that is the goal. Like if it, just to incorporate honesty. Mm. In everything, that's the ultimate freedom to me. That is, really is. Is creating a space where I can ultimately be as honest as I want to be. That would, that's, that is you know, the dream. Uh, that is the reason so why. All I want to do is be honest. <laughs> I didn't know this before, but this has been coming back like the more because again, I'm having this conversation with you multiple times, like with Bella, and this has been percolating in my mind. And I didn't know it then, but I think that's a huge reason as to why I have not been preoccupied in the slightest with making these connections because the people that I thought could be potential friendships, I can't be honest with them. Mm. Like I know this person for three years and like I still can't tell you who my partner is at my job Mm. because I don't feel safe with you knowing that information. Mm -hmm. So if I can't share that with you, like I can't share hardly anything with you yeah if, yeah like that's that's if different if you get that feeling about someone like if i have to question yeah just the revealing, fact that you're even like questioning this stuff like then it's yeah then it's what, however however you're deciphering or gauging their motives yeah. 
you're clearly, and you may not even be able to put words to it aside from the fact that it doesn't feel good. Like it doesn't. It doesn't. Like whatever the data is that they're giving you in totality, in totality, it's, it's not, not good. As they would say, I'm not getting the vibe check. Yeah. Like I'm just yeah. not. And that's important for me, which is why Nick, I love you. Nick became a friend to me and knew this information years before this other person that I have had many connections with. Mm. But I like, I don't, you're not trustworthy. In the yeah. way that I want people in my life to be trustworthy, mm. which is in an absolute way. Mm-hmm. Like, I want you to handle the truth, and I want you to share truth with me. And that's just not where you're at in life. So I, I don't think I've come across those people often. Yeah. And even with my friendships before, you know, from years and years ago, I realized later on in life that we were not being honest with each other. And even when we were being honest, we weren't being completely transparent. Because I didn't yeah. feel as though like that was a safe space for me to share with you. Because mm-hmm. I don't think you could handle it. <clears throat> right. And you couldn't. Because how can I tell you that maybe we should talk to you about asking angels if your ex-boyfriend from three years ago is your soulmate? You know, like... I didn't feel comfortable. And, and not even asking angels. You're asking a lady right, in a hut that talks, that talks to, to angels. angels asking her questions about you and your relationship and your place in yeah. life and what it is you need to be doing <laughs> with your current boyfriend. Right. That you have been together for over a year and a half, but this guy's been gone for almost four and you're still pondering if he is your true soulmate. It's, does, it's a lot. It's a lot. So, yeah, it, I feel really good about the choices that I've made with the decisions pertaining to just friends and and just connections and i'm happy with the decisions i've been making now with you know giving people a bit more allowance because that was my issue as well before just truly giving people their place to be themselves Mm -hmm. because all i'm asking for is honesty like that's it you don't have to talk about anything specific or do anything just be an honest person yeah honesty gets lost (laughs) though on people and we've had this discussion before about and what's funny is this particular friend that you were speaking on Mm -hmm. and honesty being something that is very difficult to achieve sometimes. Yeah. And I'm not even just saying because you don't know everything. So once you say things and they're wrong, you're inadvertently lying. I'm just talking about what it takes to bring yourself to be truthful, you know, as, as truthful as you can be about a matter, a current That's matter. It. And if if the truth, Mikey and I were just talking about uh, this guy that he had showed me pictures of this guy walking around town somewhere in South America with dolls that like life size dolls because his family was killed. And I, I think that he may have been like the driver of the car that ended up. Like going off road, killing wow. like his family, two children and a wife. But he walks oh. around his town with these life size dolls, like he's still with his family, right? Ooh. And the towns, a lot of the townspeople just kind of go along with it and act like that's the family. Oh no! And in in his oh, br- yeah. his brain is trying to to block him from that trauma, right? right? It, it's so strong, like his tr- his brain is like, no, no, that didn't happen, like that didn't happen. And so what I'm saying is, I, I don't even, I'm not even upset with the people yeah, that, right. that can't take it there. It's just that I can't really be with you like yeah. that. Um, I understand that there are things that you, you're not ready to take on right. yet. Like your mind is not ready to take that load on yet. Right. Um, 
and that's kind of what I what clicked in my brain and I was, as I was speaking to Dr. Paige Johnson on mm. here and we started to talk about the threshold for truth. Right. As I started to think about all the patients that were coming through those hospital doors, spitting on people and trying to slap them and kick them and, and yeah. steal shit and all, all that extra shit. It's like, you don't know what someone's mind can take. Yeah. Like you don't know what it can hold. We all have different thresholds for pain. Right. And that pain could be physical, like getting a tattoo, or it could be psychological, yeah. like taking on a certain amount of, of painful truth. And so I, I just understand that now. Yeah. So when <clears throat> when people aren't that, it's like, that's all right. Like, you just can't see it yeah. right now. Maybe you will later. Maybe you won't. But right now, maybe you just can't take that shit. Yeah. Maybe it would just be too much. It would break you down. You wouldn't know what to do with right. yourself. You would just wallow in sadness and despair and self-loathe, self-loathing. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know other people's minds. Like, yeah. I don't know what would take someone off the edge. Like, what would be the next thing? That what would be the straw that broke right. the camel's back? Like, I don't fucking know. I I feel pretty resilient on this right. side. So, the the truth is is fun for me. Right. It's fun and it's liberating to be that way. I just having this conversation. You know, I also forget which is something that I remarked on with, but I, I've done much better recently in life because before I was like, well, truth makes the most sense and it saved my life. So why aren't you doing it? Like, right. why aren't you having, because if you don't like something, then tell me yeah. and tell me why you're traumatized about our childhood together. Don't just fucking treat me like shit. What is your trauma? Cause I'll tell you about mine. <laughs> let's talk about, let's talk about our trauma. Like what's wrong with you? So I've been able to, Again, chill out, which I, I really like. I have to give most of the credit. Not really most, but Shrooms has allowed <laughs> doors to open so I can put in the work to to change that mindset. Because yeah. now I'm able to let people be who they are and meet them what they are, if that's what I would like to do. And if I don't want you to be my friend because I don't think that you can uphold truth like I uphold truth, then I... Won't do that, and that's okay. That's totally okay. And we can share whatever relationship we share, but it's, it won't be like we're not going to be friends outside of work or wherever, you know. Yeah, like there's like, just and that's fine. That's there, totally there's okay. Just, there's so many various degrees. It's not just like stranger, acquaintance, acquaintance friend, friend, best, best friend, friend, lover. lover. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> like, like yeah, for sure. There, there. <laughs> All of these Life have, is nuanced, huh? it's very nuanced. It's like all say. of those yeah. different levels have different levels right. in different ways of attaining those levels. It's, it's just. It's very different. Yeah, it's multitudinous. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's very multifaceted. All of the, everything. You can't just take it that way. So the thing is, is that I, it's not that I dislike you. Yeah. I don't want, I most certainly do not wish any harm on yeah. you at all. I just, I like you for what you can be right now. Right. I don't, I, I'm not oh, expecting yeah. you to be anything more. No. Like, I, I just, for what you are, I can account for these things and I can say, man, you know what? You're funny. Yeah. And say, you know, it seems like you have a good heart, like you come from a good place. Right. Um, hardworking. And also a little delusional. Right. It's always delusional. You know, There's and, some delusion. And often dismissive of good information. You know, and 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 you know, and a lot of that good information is truthful. 
It's truth. And because you dismiss that, there there are going to be run-ins where, like, if we spend enough time around each other, there are going to be times when a a decision has to be made or a thing has to be said. (laughs) And I'm going to try, I'm going to pick the truthful route. And you may not pick that route and you may not picking that route. Maybe that may have some effect on what I'm doing. And I can't allow to for anyone else to now have me veer off into an untruthful way of living. Like I just can't do that. So just meaning that I cannot attach my car to a, a misled representative, a misled yeah. lens. Like I, I don't want. I don't want to hitch a ride with that. That doesn't make any sense. Right, right. So that's a good analogy. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just, I don't <laughs> want to do that. I'd much rather just take my own route and just like this is what we're gonna do. Right. Um. So yeah, that's that's that. But I, I love people and I understand that people, people are where they are. And I always just look back at all the ain't shit versions of me. Yeah. And I'm like, look at what you have done on this planet. You know. A lot of fuck shit. I was listening to Joe Rogan this morning and this other cool guy. I need to do better about remembering who he's talking to. <laughs> what did um, what what did he do? Um, I don't really remember. He was like what a mixed look like. He's Egyptian. I know that. His last name is spelled spelled A-I-T-T-A, Aita or Aita. Peter. Um, Peter, yes. yes. Did you listen to him yet? He's like a nutritionist. Uh, yes, he's like a like an Andrew Huberman type sort of guy. Like they're in the same circle. But I believe that he's mostly geared towards nutrition, though. I think so. Yeah, Maybe. his new book. Yeah, he, he said it took him like six years to write. I think so. Okay. Yeah, forget exactly. I didn't watch this episode, but I've seen he's been on before. Okay, I had never heard of him, um, but they were just speaking essentially about having a good quality of life and and, and all their different things and. He was speaking of Joe Rogan, who is now 55, he mentioned. Um, Like, he would just like to observe himself at 21. And then um, Peter asked him, he was like, well, would you ask himself? He was like, no, I wouldn't ask him anything. Like, I just, like, I'd like to watch him. And I forget exactly how he worded it, but he, he used such a perfect phrase because I've always thought about this. And I don't think I've ever shared this with you. Because I didn't know, I guess, that this is a word that I could put on it. And again, his phrase was so good, but... He says that when he thinks of himself at 21, and I'm thinking of myself from ideally like 17 to 24, which was extremely recent in my life because I'm only 27. <laughs> so it's I'm not looking back 30 years like Joe was. But nonetheless, like if that sentiment resonated with me, it was something like, like he's looking at, when he thinks of this person, he just thinks of like a distorted reality. Okay. Like, just something that was not even real. Mm -hmm. Like, you can kind of remember it, but not really. And that's really how I remember my past life Mm -hmm. from 18 to 24. Like, so much of it, I don't remember. Like, it's really blank in my mind because I was really daydreaming through it. I wasn't mindful to any degree. I'm thinking about a gazillion different things. So I'm losing the present moment more often than not. So I'm not even here. Like, so when I, I I think back, like, I have these moments, like, these memories that stand out in my mind, but I could not give you that much information from 18 to 24, which is peculiar, because I can tell you so much about the past three years of my life. It's crazy. Mm. Like, I, I can walk you through my days now. I can break down, like, hours, minutes. Like, I know exactly what happens in my day. Like, if you were to ask me sometimes, like, what color cars I saw around one time, like, 
like I'm paying so much more attention. And back then, I was just fucking, I was, I was dreaming through it. I was dreaming yeah. through it, just making whatever decision because why not? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no one would expect you at this point in time to be able to look back and talk about what color cars you yeah. saw when. Well, yeah, no, that's of, excessive, but, but, but I, you get the but idea. The, but the, but the <laughs> gist is that you're paying much more attention and that, again, you can really talk about the jam-packed three years of experience that you've had and how it's and why, worked on like, you. And changed. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and what the sequence of events was and what that means to you in a story mm-hmm. narrative type of way. and. But back then, you're right, it's just kind of hazy. You remember yeah. some things that happened, some dealings you had, wh- who your friends were, maybe right. a trip or two that you went on at that time. Because what they were talking about was really mindfulness. And mm. that word never came up, or at least it hasn't. I'm still very early on in the episode. But they were speaking about that because this gentleman, Peter, he's done many things. He's kind of like Joe in a sense. He's very versatile. He's done like some, what is it, Maui... Muay Thai, some sort of... Muay Thai? Muay Thai. Yeah. They're both like professional Muay Thai. I don't really know what that is. I've heard of it. You and Maui, you got to relax. Maui? <laughs> you just got to... Muay Thai, okay? Maui Thai. Jesus Christ. Maui. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, apparently Peter sort of was a, a Joe of sorts and maybe even like you to some degree. Not a person that I grew up around, which was very hard-headed perfectionist beating himself up treating himself like shit when he couldn't accomplish things that he really thought he could or should and he had been berating himself mentally pretty much his whole life and i forget when this started but he started seeing one of his therapists and what they instructed was mindfulness which is shana shapiro's one-on-one on shame mm. because shame shuts down the neuroreceptors in your brain so if anything like nothing no new information is coming true mm. uh, through like you're not processing like you're shortcoming when you're just shaming yourself. You're just shutting everything down. So the um, psychologist or counselor or whomever just recommended a simple exercise, which was like every time that you feel like you want to punch a wall or treat yourself like shit, record a message to yourself, but talk to yourself like if you were your, you were your friend, mm. which is like therapy one-on-one. And I guess this was a while ago. In six months, this person stopped treating themselves with hate and that's something they had never been able to do in the first 20 plus years of their life Mm. and that was huge for him because he was able to realize you know that at the end of the day none of this matters like i can be the best at this but i'm missing out on so many other things in my life because i'm only focused on being better it's sort of like we were speaking about wanting a new career and working towards that but still being in the present moment right not thinking of like oh i gotta get the fuck out of here i hate my job like i can't wait i'm so much better than this right like you you're gone now that job is never going to be as good as it could be because you're not handling you're gonna, it correctly you're going to miss out on all the beauty that it does give you exactly right? so you'll be completely ungrateful whilst you're on your journey right. to try to get to the next place yeah you're yeah. not enjoying the process as as it should be right um yeah, so that that just resonated with me, not necessarily that latter part that I spoke about, but just, you know, not recognizing this other person and how nice it is to say that. Hmm. Like, it just, I, I really feel like I've come into a place where things are finally, like, making sense in my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, things are aligning, because I've been fucking grinding for three years. Like, the dust is settling. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like, now I know that I can just, like, do the things that I'm supposed to with no real timeline. Mm-hmm. Like, I still have to be strict with myself. Right. And accountability has to be taken, and hard conversations have to be had, and, and growth will happen, but it's not only focus on growth at all moments in time and just breathe it live it because that's exhausting and then you're making lots of mistakes because you can't 
really function like that. That's not real life. Not for most people. Yeah, you, you have to be able to function at a high stress level. So, I mean, that's better for some people than it is others. Some people perform spectacularly under very, very grave pressure. I think I think that can be the case. But when like it feels like it's life or death, everything it's life or death, then that gets a bit much because that's kind of how I well, was that's feeling. probably overwhelming. Yeah, you're yeah. probably paralyzed at that point. Yeah. So I think that's why, you know, many mistakes were being made because I am trying to make sure things are perfect at all moments in time. And guess what? That is not real life. So I'm falling apart and then I'm just ashamed because it's like if I'm working the hardest that I can and it's turning out even worse than we anticipated like what the fuck yeah. are you doing so what you're saying is you're having diminishing returns at, the, at that point there is no return on investment yeah, really. like you're, yeah. you're depleting every yeah. bit of what you need in order yeah. to actually conquer what you're trying to do yeah, hmm. yeah but I, I think I got lucky I think I, I handled that time of my life better than I thought that I did which yeah. is why I'm able to to speak about it and be at this point now. So that feels really, really nice. No, but what you're saying about being young and not, I mean, just it being a flash because. Just a fl- that's that's really it. It's yeah. just like like a blink of an eye. Yeah. I just wasted almost like seven years of my life mm-hmm. looking back at it now. Yeah. So it would be, <laughs> I understand the the desire to just want to watch that person. It's like like knowing who you are now. Just look at him. Just look at him walk around, pick stuff up. Just interact. 180-pound Von Marie just walking around like a mechanic, just saying whatever. Yeah, doing just whatever. yeah. Like, what words are coming out of your mouth? Like, you're just saying anything. You're just like, saying anything. Just yeah, just looking like, at him. I'm, like, I'm wow, just, your brain is really turned off right now. There's nothing happening. Like, nothing's either. actually like, like you have not like, blossomed at all. Like, I would never do this shit, but like, you're do. But that's me, right? <laughs> like, oh fuck, that was me most of my life. You should just say things. Like, this person has only been here for less than like two years. Yeah, that's crazy. Still playing the dishonesty game heavy. Look, a pathological liar. Pa- I am a pathological liar. Not habitual. Well, I guess yes, it, it's habitual. Not because I'm a pathological person. Like I'm not intentionally lying. It's just. Well, no, you were lying. Well, no, and, I was. And you made a habit out of it. What I'm just saying is that there's. I don't. It, it became too normal for me to realize how ridiculous it was to lie about everything. Okay. Like I wasn't just. And, and for you, that okay, that's when it reaches into the depths of pathology. Yeah. Like I wasn't thinking like, oh, like I'm going to lie about everything. It was just easier and better because mm. I was not who I thought that I was. And and I just got, tra- you know, misconstrued in my mind. Yeah. And see, that's another thing. So that's a, another part of the world, like not being real. Yeah. When, when you not can, being real was when, crazy. Like when you can just, this whole episode about to be on honest. <laughs> when, when you it's just heavy. when you just can't like you can say whatever you want to say about anything like you can just lie and and feel no shame about it at all not even a, not even like a second thought it would like, you just say you, it you just lie no see the thing is, is that when i was lying to people i felt bad about it which is at some mm. why at some point in time i was like yo i gotta i gotta right. find a way out of this like i don't feel good about lying to people but if you are someone where you're just you're just telling lies all the time, yeah. Th- yeah like, what is the world that you're living in? Well, that's kind of like, what I felt like because I my life was just so constricted based on my upbringing. I was like, like, am I ever gonna move out? Like, how do like how does one even do that? Like, mm-hmm. I can't do anything around here in freaking Edinburgh, Virginia. Like, where does one go? Like, I'm not going to college. I'm just working at Carabas, living at home. Like, 
talking to this guy fucking working in Iraq that I've never met before. Right. Like my life, my life is not real. And I think I was just so disconnected from reality that I just like, I just said whatever. I talked to people. And I'm like, yeah, like we'll get married and move in together. But that's what I was trying to tell you. <laughs> like I, it, like that's, I can't really explain it because I knew that it wasn't going to happen. But but, it, but you still signed up for it, like yeah, you, because like you still verbally told this guy, yeah, we're gonna move in and we're gonna get married and have the whole white picket fence and the golden retriever and all that shit. Because my life was like in my mind right. when I was out in the world, like nothing. What was going on in my mind and the real world never like aligned. Yeah. So I didn't know how to move. See, that's see, it was a, that's what was I'm talking up. about. It was that's just that's up. what I'm talking. That shit is crazy. But that's what happens, Earl, when you grow up in an extremely restricted environment. Yeah. Like I wasn't allowed to spend the night at friends' houses. Like I said, they're not allowed to come over. I didn't have a phone till I was 15. My parents are going through my phone. Like I like I have to be sneaky outside of the house, right. which is why I'm ending up in Virginia Beach. And you're wondering why I'm not at the house. It's because you don't let me do anything. So I'm going to go do the most asinine thing that I can think of because yeah. it's what makes the most sense right now. <laughs> yeah. Because looking back, is it crazy to go to a guy's house that I've never met before four and a half hours away from my home in Virginia Beach at 19 years old? thousand percent. The most ins- <laughs> insane thing that I could come up percent. with would be that. But back then. No foresight. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, like of course I'm going to do this. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Looking back now, it's like, wow, Von Marie. Like, like you, I was making the most... I was just going over the top. Mm. I was like, I can't do anything. Penthouses in DC, drugs, clubs. Let's do it. Like it's just it's wild. That's what, you what being a young to. person is. You just you don't. But that's crazy that we just make these decisions. You got to like give that. a boy a chance to grow some. Mm, you do. Everybody talking like they know something these it's days. Crazy. Niggas that can woke, but they broke. Um. Yeah, I mean that's just that's just what it. You have to let people grow up. Yeah. You have to understand and. This is where the compassion really just bellows, bellows out into the whole spectrum of people is that uh, or billows out, I should say, is that you can't account for when people are growing up. Right. And like when people are getting out of certain stages. Now, neurologically speaking, I think we just kind of around the age of 25 we start looking at people like you need to get your shit together right like you need to like when you're I know, close to 30 it's I like, know right. that your brain is developed now at 25 26 so i'm expecting a little differently from you now right so i think roughly speaking that's what yeah. people are looking at that's why when you see someone's like 35 and they're just like the worst person, you're just like, damn. Like, why I you, guess you missed that train. Like, you. Why are you still fighting on Instagram with with your child's father? Oh man. Why are you still arguing Ugh. with them at seven a.m. on a but, Sunday morning? But but that is a an arrested development, mm-hmm. though. So it's like again, they they never got that wow. that level up, that upgrade of maturation. Wow. So they stayed wherever they stayed, at, for whatever reason, arrested that that uh particular aspect of development for them you know this also reminds me of part of that episode it it made me laugh because it it made me just think of you in conversations we've had because you're right arrested development obviously happens because sometimes people just don't make the right decision sometimes it's just because your genetics kind of sucked and your environment was very unfortunate right so if good decisions were to be made around you you wouldn't even know that they were like those doors were available for you. Yeah. Like you wouldn't even know. So is it really that big of your fault? It's to some degree. 
but we got to kind of give you some slack. I think about, <laughs> honestly, I think yeah, about man. Eileen Warnos. What? She's the first female serial killer. Eileen Warnos. Eileen Warnos. Warnos. W-O-U-R, War, N-O-S. Okay. I think it's how you spell it, but that's how you spell it, Warnos. And that was kind of her life. And I, I know I jumped ahead, but <clears throat> raped by her grandfather, or her grandfather raped her mother that I think was like her dad's wife at the time. Like she, she came out of incest. I forgot the story, mm. but her grandfather was her father. She was kicked out of her house at 12. She was living in a forest. She had been already prostituting herself since like age 10. Didn't go to school. Men treated her like shit. Like she only had one real person in her life from what you hear, which was her friend that kind of stood with her to the end. And she's been interviewed many times. I'm a friend from school. But Eileen just had like the most horrible upbringing, being raped since essentially birth. (laughs) And then men keep raping her. And then she just decides, you know, she's going to kill the first one. And, you know, obviously she had mental issues. And I'm sure it felt good to kill a person that represented every single abuser she had in life. And unfortunately, she became a serial killer. Mm. So is she guilty for killing a bunch of men? Yes. But also, like, how many chances did she really have Mm. to make it out here? Like, not that's kind of what I think of. Like, should she be reprimanded for killing people? For sure. Mm. But, like, should she have gotten the death penalty? I don't believe that that was the best route at the time. And this was a long time ago, so I don't think back then they knew better. But Sam Harris recently, I mean, you know he's a like a determinist of some sort, meaning... Remind we, me of... This idea confuses me again. Okay. What is determinism again? So imagine that we believe that we have free will. Right. Meaning you can just make decisions. You can choose to... Keep putting your finger in that lip balm and then put it on your lips, or you could choose to put it back down and okay. not do anything with right. it. Like you feel like you have that choice. Like nothing else is at play but my decision making is essentially what you're trying to describe. Um, right? Like if I want to do yeah. something, I do it, and you, if I don't want to, then, then I don't. You, do then it. you're not doing it. Right. But like you could have made another decision, right? Theoretically speaking. You could have drank your water instead of putting lip balm on. Like you could have made that choice. And I say could with quotations because that's where I'm kind of headed with all this. But what determinism says is that so much of what we think is our free will or our decision making has really just been a very large and numerous incalculable cascading of events that have put you in this place with your very specific DNA and thought processes and experiences that bring you to a place that had you do that. So that was more so like a domino, if anything. You wouldn't have really said the domino could have knocked over this other domino. You'd have been like, no, like I hit this domino. And that domino had hit the other one and created a domino effect, which kept spiraling and hitting other dominoes. And that's the way that it went. You wouldn't have said that the domino could have jumped out of place. You wouldn't have said that. You'd been like, no, the domino was supposed to be hit because it was designed to be hit. Like, that's the course that it was going in. It was going to. So determinism is just saying that a lot of what we think that we're doing is really just calculations that we couldn't calculate right that's pretty much what it is like uh, so much of what it is you think you do 
was going to happen. Like you were going to do that thing because that's who you are and that's what you would have done in You're that done. situation. Okay. Right. And so the word could kind of gets like a weird word because Sam Harris uh, on one of his podcasts I last listened to him on, he had talked about, he's like, you know, I'm getting more and more suspicious of could. Like where where is the space in which could lives? Like if you do like the very next thing you do, you you did that thing. You just picked up that water bottle mm-hmm. and drank it. You could have not. But what does it mean to say that you could? Where does could live? Like you picked it up and did it. So what is you you could not have? You, you not picking it up wasn't a thought of yours. You didn't think should I or should I not pick up this right. bottle of water and drink it? You just picked it up and you drank it. So where does could live? Where does the possibility mm, that I see what you're saying. where does the possibility that you don't pick up that bottle of water reside? Where where, where does where does that take up space or time? It, it seems to me like you just picked it up. You, you again, it was not a, any conscious thought of you to say like, oh, I should I pick it up? Should I not pick it up? You just picked it up and drank it. So I so when we say like things that we could have done, I don't I just there's a large part of me that thinks that there are just things happening and maybe we have more free will than determinists give us credit for. Maybe we don't. I don't know that balance. I don't know that ratio between what we think right. what is what that we're controlling and what we're not and what is really just a cascading series of events that we're swept up in and we we don't even know it because we're swept up because we're made up of right. it. Like we're it. So we think that we're doing something, right. but we we're just here. <laughs> right. Just going through these things and you just swear that you're making all these decisions and doing all that these makes things. Sense. So it's just when you talk about people that you're like, do does she deserve a break after being raped her whole life and having no real education and not being able to detect real opportunities sitting in front of her that could possibly at least give her baby step distance away from what it is she's currently doing, which is clearly highly detrimental and degenerative. No support from your family whatsoever. I, yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I don't but think what decisions do you make? I don't know if there's a shot in fucking it's crazy. hell. It's crazy. Not a shot in hell that she makes it. And I know that that may not be a popular opinion. Like everyone has a shot or like everyone can make it. I don't, I just, I'm just saying, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe people, maybe there is, there's some X factor that people can just tap into out of nowhere and just yeah, and make it happen. I just, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I, I will I don't say, know. you know, from all of the conversation and the experiences that we've shared for the past few years, I don't see myself truly, really getting to the place where I am now. Of course, not without putting in the work that I have, but without meeting you and having you whoops, help me figure out things in my life that I would have never been able to think about before because I didn't have that ability. Mm-hmm. Like if I wasn't pushed to do certain things, like I don't see how I would have tapped in with that. Yeah. Because whilst it would have sounded nice, it's one of those things that you kind of brush off. It's like, oh, yeah, like they can do it. Mm-hmm. But like, I can't do that. The community that I grew up in, whatever that means, 
I most certainly do not remember a large emphasis on mentors. I I really I, I really don't. If <laughs> if anything, I remember a whole lot of aversion towards someone quote unquote sunning you. Right? right, treating you like an inferior, like you don't know what you're talking about, uh, like you need them and their presence and their advice and their wisdom, their experience, whatever. But that's exactly what people need. Right, that's exactly. Well, it's in the delivery. It, because, it is in the delivery because you can never go to someone and let them know, hey, like your life is fucking bullshit and you need to do what I'm doing. Yes, because that's never going to work. Yeah, yeah, that's never the start of <laughs> yeah, of any no. self help book. But no, yes, a healthy sunning is what we're speaking of. Yeah, I mean... A mindful, hey, we should have some conversations. Right, and there's certain rhetoric like sunning that is that is toxic and it encapsulates a lot of what someone needs. And as far as I'm concerned, sunning is largely black vocabulary. Okay, right. that makes sense. Yeah, like, no, that nigga suns you. Mm-hmm. Like, stop it. Come on. Like, we know what that sounds like. I've yeah. said it a million times, yeah. right, just to fuck with somebody. Yeah. Like, oh, damn, you going to let that nigga sun you like that? Like, oh, shit. Like, you just talk shit. Yeah. Um, and so that's one of those, like, little pieces that's put rhetorically uh, from whatever devices that kind of aid in the further degeneration of people's thinking. Yeah. Right. Because then you think, oh, well, I don't need that nigga not going to sun me. Like, I'm not going to have this nigga talking to me. It's like, bro, sometimes we need elders. Right. Or just pe- or just people that with more that, wisdom than you that just feel. Yeah. It just feels like they know what the fuck they're talking about. They've been around the block. They've seen some things. Mm. They've had some experiences and they're not just wagging their finger at you and telling you to be a better person and saying that you fucking suck and that you need to be just like them. And they can what's very, very um and I think maybe this has been one of the things that has been uh, well, most certainly a saving grace for me and then also probably an indicator to you that that you can trust my intentions at the very least. Yes. Um, is that I don't I don't act like there are no problems in my life. I don't act like I haven't made mistakes. Right. I don't. So if you're just talking to someone and they're not being honest about their mistakes and how, what it took to overcome them and the shame that shut off all their neurotransmitters right. and had them sitting up in the house for three days at a time <laughs> trying to figure out who the fuck they were in this right. world and why they've been led, you know, um, right. led astray so far by maybe their own ego or narcissism or lack of openness to speak to other right. people and take other perspectives. Um, that's yeah, that's that's uh, that's rough, but you you need you need the right type of people you need those type of people that are yeah. actually willing to speak about those things in an honest way and and be be compassionate with you and be discompassionate when it's when it's necessary that's to be that's also very important when it's, yeah it's rough to get through but once you understand it it's you realize how how important it is mhm how important it is yep yeah love is not always meant to be sugar coated no. it's not no. like there's just sometimes it's like no this is wrong I don't care. This is wrong. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you, but you're going to have to to get over it. The fact that it's wrong and that you did the thing. Get over it. You're a human. Get over it. Uh, Yeah, it all comes back down to honesty. 
Um, but no, she didn't have she didn't have a fucking shot in hell. She didn't have snowballs, no. chance in hell. I can never be a judge because I'd be the most compassionate judge alive, and no one would go to jail. And I would just be trying to give them too many options to better their life. Like I just believe in people too much because I you always believe in them too much. Well, in in the sense of like, like who like I have not. I have to sentence a person that, yeah, she murdered people, but, like, her life fucking sucked for 50 years? Like, what is the proper punishment for that? No, well, no, the thing... Like, that, that's no, such a difficult the, decision. The Do thing, you kill them? Do they go to prison forever? I, like, which psychiatric ward? Like, which makes people less upset? What is actually right? How do you figure that out? Well, well, you, well. Of- first of all, you we can agree that that person doesn't go back on the street. No, for sure. Okay, so for we sure. know that that person is she, being incarcerated. She needs to be punished in some way. Right. Okay. Yes, and you and you understand why that's the case, yes, even she, though she's just been a cascade of terrible she events. She killed multiple people. She should be. Something should happen. And and that's kind of the issue with all of this because. You you could just think of humans um, sort of like computers, right? We built yeah. these after us, or maybe the computers built us. Anyway, <laughs> it's like... But how funny is it that we don't actually know? We don't know shit. That's insane, insane. It's... You could think about it as viruses getting through the mainframe. Like, it's getting through the network. And you're just... You're, people can have these sweeping psychological virus takeovers that happen where just bad ideas get out in people's minds. And not only that, but just the mental illness aspect of it can just corrode someone's mind. Um, so you have just a complete sort of, what would you say, just malfunction of, of a code just a code gone wrong. Like it just gets inundated with malware, right? And just shuts down. So you have that. And and then there's the more Buddhist philosophy of wisdom and ignorance, not good and evil, right? but just this, these people that you think are bad are really just ignorant. If they had the right piece of information, you would see them immediately be the hero, um, which I think is a lot of the reason why we love what do they call them? Like anti-heroes or something like that? They're like, like the a Robin Hood. They're like the dead. Yeah, like the Robin Hoods, like the Deadpool's of the world that like kill people, but we still root for them because there's yeah. something because at the core like there's Batman. something good about it. Yeah, okay. But they're but they're not squeaky clean like Superman because they kill people. Yeah, like they kind of kill people, yeah. <laughs> but like we like them. But they save us sometimes because too. we understand that people are more so like that. Yeah. That they're more so fucked up. They're not squeaky clean like Superman, you know, but they're also not all villains, which is why we root against the villains for the most part. But when they do a villain right, though, you kind of there's a part of you that feels for that villain is be and people are getting better with doing that in film. And it's because we're I think some of us are getting a better understanding that human beings are a lot of things and that we can be a lot of things. We can be terrible. We can be just like our oppressors or our adversaries our opponents we have that ability we are that to them (laughs) already right we just haven't come (laughs) like that's you know so it's um it's certainly interesting and at the same time 
something has to be done yeah. with that malware. Something has to be done with that malfunction. If something goes wrong in your brain and you go haywire and start acting crazy and you get violent or whatever the case, we, something still has to You're be right. done about you that. You can't just be out here. So there's there's a way of having compassion and understanding yeah. for the just the maladaptive ways of certain people, just things that are just not going well for them. It's not going to go well for them in the long run. It's going to get them locked up or killed or something like that. Like It's going to cost them their home, their livelihood, their family, like all these types of things. But at the same time, then we might have to lock your ass up forever like, in a box somewhere because you tripping. So and that's just so crazy. It's a it's a it's a weird world. It's a very touchy world because things are not that. just figured out. And we understand that's why philosophy and morality and ethics is so interesting because there's so many different schools of thought. And none of most of them are not. You can't just pin them as this is just terrible. Mm. This is incorrect. But certain things make sense in certain moments. Right. That you you need to. It's nice to know a lot of each of them or some of of each of them. Yeah, that Um, reminds me of, you know, Lindsay asking you something along the lines of like, is do you believe this to be like the right way to live or the right path or something like that? And the way that, yeah. Do I believe that the way that I live is the right way to live or just like my right way of yeah. living? And obviously I, I agree with your answer because I, I believe in that fully. It's like, I, it which seems, my answer was, I don't believe that I, I don't, I don't, I don't have, know yeah. Like I don't have the, the authority or the knowledge to say that it is the way, but I know that in terms of productivity in alignment with my current aspirations in code of ethics, co- code of ethics, return, all of that return on investment, it seems to be highly effective. This has been the best op- set of options I've made thus far. Like this seems to be the best thus far. Right. So I'm sticking and with I've this. And I've tried a lot of things. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so far this is pretty good. So unless like if I hear something better or if it stops working, then I'll regroup. But right now. I'll regroup. Yeah. Like at the moment <laughs> yeah, it seems yeah. to be going pretty stellar. Right. So, for sure. So I'm going to stick with that. Yeah. It's just those funky things, man. Yeah. I, I feel very grateful. But going back to me speaking about Joe Rogan a while ago before, that's. Well, they were talking about how weird it is that, you know, some of it is luck and some of it is just your decisions. Mm. Like, we were lucky enough. Like, you were lucky enough to not knock someone up when you were younger. And I was really lucky to not get pregnant. Really lucky because I would have changed our lives forever. I will say, though, mm-hmm. that I was, for a young person, I was very, very safe. Oh, I was as well. Like, but I, I know that that still goes wrong. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. that. But I'm just saying a, a lot of the people that are young and having children, they're just they're yeah, having because, unprotected sex. Yeah. Like that, that's a taking, lot of. Yeah, because you yeah, can have unprotected. You're not sex taking preventative still, measures for sure to not. You're actually doing all the things that create a baby. Right. So and you haven't bought <laughs> one plan B, not one in your life. No, that's what's like, crazy. No. That's what's crazy. I made sure. Plan A was ejaculating inside of you. For sure. <laughs> like that, that was that was plan A. And plan B and plan C. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. it's like some people I know because I've had conversations. Yeah. They're like, the people used to make fun of me for wearing condoms. They'd be like, really? yes. That's right. That is I was like, okay, that's fine. Y'all have a laugh. <laughs> and a baby. <laughs> 
Facts. Have the laugh and the baby. Yeah, fuck. Well, I keep laughing with zero babies. Yeah, like you run diseases, like all of that. Like I was conscious of these things even. So here's what's interesting. Now that you bring this whole Joe Rogan thing back up, Peter Atia looking back at your younger self. It would be interesting to go back because clearly you're going to be doing a bunch of like weird, completely senseless shit, right? But then you're making responsible choices. But then there's that aspect you get to watch like, oh, I see you. I see you. Like I see, or I'm sorry, I see me. I see me now in you. I see me trying to get outside of you and and you keep fucking it up. But I see these moments of me like, oh, that was another good decision. Like that's a decision I would make today. Right. Like I see you. Yes, keep buying those condoms. Yes, yes, I was getting that's tested. gonna set you apart. Like that's gonna yeah. that's one of those many many decisions you've made that have allowed you to be where you are now. Like okay, good job. I see you. I see you. You know what I used to do with some of my friends with benefits because I had a few of those that were pretty cool. It was like I just got tested. Like when are you gonna get tested before we have sex? Oh, that's nice. Like yeah, like I was getting tested every see? six months. Like I didn't always use condoms, mm-hmm. but if I knew that I had not protected sex. Plan B, less than 24 hours. Right. Or like that night. I'm and like, then you're getting tested frequently. See, and that's the thing is. Like I'm, the, I'm whoring the, see, around a little see, bit, like but I'm, I'm are, also making sure that things are taken care of. And if I think that there's a slight possibility that my period is like two days late, pregnancy test immediately. Yeah. I'm not waiting a week or a month or three months and then uh, well, I'm six months pregnant. Like I Oof. guess I should have thought about that. Yeah, it's rough. Not me. Yeah. There was never going to be a chance. And if there was a baby, there wouldn't have been one. Not back then? No. No, come on. Come on. That's crazy. That's crazy, Earl. If there wasn't if there was a baby, there wasn't gonna be a baby. No. Do you know how upset I would be with myself today if I would have brought a child into this world back uh, then? I don't know. Would could I feel like if it happened, you being who you are, you'd be looking I at- wouldn't have been with the father and that alone for me, like Sure, yeah, but you, yeah, you would have been partners. looking at the baby. You would have been looking at your child and be like, "Wow, I love you so." Like I know, but and you would have. It would have just. It would have just. It would have just been that. a different story. I know. But it would have been a different story because it wouldn't be you now thinking about it the way that it is. Like the because that would have happened. I guess so, it but. probably would have changed your whole psychology about the way that you look at it because you would have experienced it and been like, "Man." Just like you've seen other fuck ups in your past and you're like, fuck, like that fucking sucked that I did that or I said that to that person or I treated this person that way or that I thought I was really going to marry this guy and move in with him. And it turned out that wasn't going to be the case at all. Right. Like, but then you're able to grasp all this wisdom from it now. I think it would have been roughly the same. Like, fuck, I, I did that thing and that guy's not a part of this person's life. But what the the this baby is so beautiful and what I've been able to teach it and, and the things it's it's taught me and I would have never had this had I not had that is very true. it would have just been a different story. Yeah. I think. I just I think I still would have been like if this person that was brewing way back then mm. would have come in contact with some remnants of the person I am now, like I would have never been able to lie to myself and say like, oh like you know, like it is what it is, and this is the plan that the world set up for us. It's like, no, like <laughs> you fucked up because you didn't take care of yourself. And whilst this baby is beautiful and it's here, and you would die for it, and your life is better in so many ways because of it, this baby's life could have been so much better mm-hmm. if I would have chosen the right partner or waited a few years or whatever. Well, it wouldn't have been that baby. 
That's the thing. It would. Well, right. It wouldn't, e- it wouldn't even have been right, the baby. Right. So you're li- looking at little Esmeralda, and you're like, that's <laughs> all right. Now the conversation's over because you're racist. <laughs> you're racist. What is? What would your baby's name, Earl, be? John. You name it, John. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's awesome. Es- es- <laughs> Esmeralda. That's literally the best you could out of all of it. Is Esmeralda? Nah. Go on. Continue. <laughs> You're an asshole for that. <laughs> Nothing about me is Hispanic from the outside except where I was born and you come up with a Esmeralda. Freckles, white skin, <laughs> perfect English. That it's was, 100% Caucasian. That was, that was the best name Esmeralda. to come up because it was out of fucking left field. That was great. That's hilarious. But, but either way, yeah, you would have not wanted to change that child no, you're and right. you know you're it right. would have been a and i'm not i've never been a parent so i have no idea what i'm talking yeah, about all this so stuff yeah it's just it's too much you know but you're you're resilient in your way you just kind of made me want a baby for a second just thinking <laughs> about it i was just like our just executive about- jason our executive pastry chef he has a nine-month-old daughter that's just fat and gorgeousness she looks like a freaking donut mm-hmm. in a baby and he just posted this morning something like, I wish I could just cuddle her and smell her all day. Mm-hmm. And I just thought of, oh, my God, if I had that fat baby, I'd fall apart. I'd completely <laughs> just come undone smelling and holding a beautiful nine-month old fat baby. That is... I, it, <laughs> and it's not even mine, but I'd fall apart regardless. <laughs> Someone better not give me a baby right now. <laughs> just to, And I mean, sorry, and I mean to hold. I'm not even talking about giving birth. There are certain things that people want out of certain genders but also just out of other human beings and i think people both want that from men and women yeah. like people want for other human beings to look at children and feel protective mm-hmm. and feel loving right. and generous and it's all funny how that happens yeah like it's supposed to be there because if not then you don't give a fuck about the job like it's evolutionarily speaking it makes sense to care because if if that feeling isn't there, I then know, you don't give a fuck about that child. Like anything how, can happen to the child. But how crazy is it to hold a strain? How crazy is it that I held Mikey's two week old baby and I felt like my heart was going to explode from the inside out and yeah. that I was having an spiritual experience with yeah. a baby? Well, yeah, you're, how does that happen? Well, you're also <laughs> highly. <laughs> highly emotional and i wanted to die in bliss at uh, that moment that's yes. crazy all these words you're using yes like you it's it's insane it, it's very very strong your feelings are very They're very, very strong. strong so that but makes don't you think sense. that's peculiar for a per- like like that's so funny. i just think that like that, that shit that that dial is turned up inside of your your system that's crazy you know, inside of that uh that hub it's peculiar because it's it's my emotional senses as well as as like my sensory you know my smell my taste my touch like everything is constantly heightened and you know that's why i've enjoyed the past two weeks of not really tasting or smelling anything because i'll put like pure acetone under my nose when i'm doing my nails and i'm like nothing i got nothing and all the time i'm like i smell things from miles away that's crazy (laughs) so now it's slowly coming back but no i've I've certainly enjoyed it and i've I've reflected on that quite a lot Mm -hmm. you know i'm just like i can't smell anything now i can smell a little bit more so it's nice it's like oh i can smell a little bit of the eucalyptus right coming from the humidifier well first of all that's jasmine and peppermint so you got that wrong so maybe you're not quite it's the menthol from the peppermint that i'm smelling okay that's sort of an eucalyptus as well Mm. that's sort of what i'm getting something stronger um but 
Yeah. Smelling for me was never that. So every time you talk about something, I'm like, doesn't it smell like cat piss over there? And I'm like, what? I don't know what cat piss smells like. One. So I'm not, I don't have that oh, in my memory to be right. even, to be, yeah, I can't make that. A, Can we talk about that for a moment? Not knowing what cat piss smells no, like? No, I think you're one of the few people, because Bella was extreme, of course, but. Now that you remark on that, you're one of the few people that just, like, really did not grow up around animals, like, at all. No, I ran from a lot of dogs. Yeah, but, like, you weren't, <laughs> like, spending time with animals. No. Is what I mean. Like, the fact... I feel like most people know what cat... I've never had a cat. Mm -hmm. But I know what cat piss smells like. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I granted, I have been around animals and I work at a vet's office, but I also don't hear Boom. people... Like, I've never heard someone say, like, oh, I don't know what cat piss smells like. Because, mm. like, like at some point in your life, I feel like people just come across that. Yeah, no. I and just, that's a peculiar I, I'm smell. certain that maybe I've been around cat piss before. But here's here's the thing. But you had never held a bird until recently, Earl. Yes. That's so peculiar to me. You grew up on a fucking island. I know. <laughs> with Esmeralda out there holding <laughs> parrots and shit. All, and fucking Toucan Sam, and you, you know what I mean? Shooting Fruit Loops out of his asshole, so of course right. you know. So <laughs> yeah, so of course You're never going back to Maui. You so, do not respect so, that. So, so so of course that makes sense to you, and maybe just a lot of people have held birds. I, I do know a lot of people have spent more time around animals than yeah. I have, just in a general. Like sense. you've never seen a chicken in person or or a rooster. I not that I could. It may have been a part of those years that is just one big blur and flash. Yeah, okay. that, you know what I mean, where it happened, but I didn't really pay any yeah. fucking attention to it because I didn't give a fuck about a rooster or a chicken. Mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to remark upon okay. the different hues of the feathers. Mm -hmm. And I didn't give a fuck about that whenever I did see a rooster Well, or I didn't think about that either, but I thought it was more so just like seeds. But you also lived on an island I where there were a lot of roosters running around. Every morning, so cook a doo -doo! Every morning you hear a I rooster. I was a terrible... But in, but but anyway, but yes, you, that's that's the thing. So you yeah. worked in a vet's office, so you had cat pissing in your face every but day. But before and that, then, like I, I was like I knew what these things smell like. Okay. But no, I certainly had more. Exposure no, but but even but I'm trying to actually just level all of this out because oh. none of this even matters. I, what really matters is that when people talk about life, this is another interesting thing to listen to when people are talking okay. to you. Is what senses do they remark on when they talk about things? Like what matters to them? And you can pick this up all the time. Just like listen to people talk. Are they constantly talking about their experiences being geared towards the things that they were tasting, the things that they were smelling, the things they were feeling, the things that they felt like were some inner sense of fuzzy and right. excitement or whatever? Like how do they pick up things from the world? Like what pickups do they have? that are dialed in with the world, right? How are they getting the input? How is it truly being filtered in what, what ratios? What's the strongest senses that they have? The more and more I've known you, <laughs> the more I've realized that I haven't gone through this life remarking on smells mm. like i don't really i do remark on that often you remark on smells all, all of the time. time so like that's a lot of the way that you're taking in the world around you i don't really like i'll, I'll i clearly have diffusers and incense and stuff like that going but i don't talk about smells often i don't think and i certainly don't usually use uh data in my memory 
like I, I don't use smell as an avenue or a key to unlock data in my memory. Like, I, like yeah, I'm never talking to someone and the next thing that's going to come to mind is going to come to mind because of something I smelled, usually. Like, I'm going to remark on something like, you know what? You just said that I was having dinner the other day and I tasted this thing. So I may talk about a taste yeah. or something that like I felt on my skin or something that I thought about. All these other things. But it very rarely is me. Something is being brought to mind because of a, a sense of smell that I had at a point in time that picked up on something that I find remarkable and worth speaking about. That doesn't really happen. You know, now that you say that, and I've mentioned this to you before, I'm like 100% certain I have quite a few repressed memories or suppressed memories from when I was younger due to traumatic events that I really can't pinpoint, honestly. Like, I don't know the severity of them. Right, you talked to me about this. Yeah, like, but I I know for a fact. like That there are pockets missing in certain memories. And now that you say this, there's a few smells throughout my, my life, and the only one that I can think of right now my mom has like a certain Victoria's Secret scent mm-hmm. that I like. I know that every time I smell it, like it brings like a negative feeling to my body. Mm-hmm. Like it's and it's every time, and I don't know what it's called, but it's immediate. Like growing up, when I would smell it, and like if I'm, I haven't been back home in like a year, but it's like if I go to the house and for some reason she's wearing it, like like something dark happens in me. Like it's not good. But I can't, like, nothing, no memory is coming to mind. Right. Like, nothing. So but I, it's clearly linked to something. Yeah. You just have, you don't have the key. No, you don't and, I've, know. and I've felt this forever. You know, mm. I, yeah, like, there's certain ways that, like, my dad would say my name, sort of like your dad would, and my stomach would just, like, okay, okay. fucking twist and turn because what could it be? Mm-hmm. Am I getting slapped in the face? Mm-hmm. Is this going to be a present? Could be so many things right. because I've, so many things have happened. So yeah, no, smells are, are huge for me. But I think it's just sensory. I think, I think for some reason, like you said, I got a little sprinkle of extra sensory in me, and I can handle a lot of pain physically and emotionally. I also smell things and feel things so profoundly; it's like overwhelming sometimes. Which is why I told you that line from Jeanne Aiko's album slash song, and. Just because it was drug related for her, what it resonated for me was that I, I do sometimes feel constantly overstimulated mm-hmm. because sometimes it just could be, you know, like I'm talking to our coworker, Kelly, whom we love, and she's going through so <clears throat> many life changing events. And I'm just like, I'm, she's speaking to me and I'm intaking like her pain and her mm. grief. And I'm also so grateful that she trusts me to share this information. Right. Like I'm like, and I'm so in tune with all, with all of this. And then like, I'm just even thinking about the fact that she's just a beautiful, amazing person. Right. And then I'm feeling, you know, I'm, I'm understanding that she's going through these things. And then I'm thinking, damn, like Kelly out of all people, like mm. the most beautiful fucking soul gets her life taken from underneath her. And then also listening at the same time. So all of these things are like going through my body and then I'm crying with her. So it's just a lot. And that's what my life is like at all moments in time. Like I'm <laughs> I'm constantly and especially like gratitude lately. Mm. Like I just feel like crying all of the time. Right. But like happy tears. Mm-hmm. Like just all of the time. Like yesterday I took a microdose pill in the morning around 8.19, 8.20 in the morning. It's 12 p.m. and I'm just like sprawled out on my yoga mat. Just like smiling, just thinking like, wow, my life is a fucking dream. <laughs> My life is amazing. 
Yeah, so that's that's kind of it. Sometimes I just smell oranges too deeply. <laughs> Sometimes you can find me crying on my yoga mat at my house, so microdosing fun. because I am like I can't handle the fact that my life is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's yeah. seven p.m. and I'm stuck in Washington D.C. over my second flat tire. Right. You know, like all of this happens in in a span of a day. It's it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot to deal with. So yeah, I don't and know. then you're calling me about the flat tire. Like, Earl, save me! I'm and, tired. And you're, and you're upset at the answers that I'm giving you. I just I was checked out, man. I'm exhausted, and I just need someone to. I don't want to do it anymore. I know. Drive the car. Come get me because Von Marie is spent. And if one more flat tire meets me tonight. Yeah. I'm going to lose my shit. And obviously I'm not, but it's like, I just don't want to. And, it, and do it's it. because you're tuned in. Like those dials are just tuned I up. don't want to do it. And, and they're heightened. And that's what's funny about you and I is mine are not. <laughs> so I'm that's looking at you. And I'm like, yo, breathe. Did not like that. I did not Breathe. Like that. Just calm, relax. We have a few seconds to breathe together, right? <laughs> Like, do we have the next no. minute to breathe together? Can we can we just talk about this for a second? Uh, so that is a funny dynamic when when those types of things collide yeah, and then have to find a uh, an equilibrium. They have to find a, yeah. a a meshing that works. You know? you know that has that has been fun to get in tune with a bit more. You know, to just be a bit more, <laughs> you know, put together and also accept guidance be like hey ron marie maybe maybe we should not speak the rest of the night because you can't handle it the conversation right now yeah to just but and then even more so for me like i I, you know i legit don't i don't be mad about stuff i just don't i just don't want to be taken away from the thing that i'm doing so like i know yeah because that's that's when like I'll be upset because, like, you'll call me on some bullshit. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. But, like, no, tell everybody that I'm just constantly talking about bullshit. That's awesome. But, like, I'll be, I'll be doing something. She doesn't to... ever talk about anything. No, cle- no because we clearly no, also kidding. have hours of recorded <laughs> no, conversation. Sure. So, this I'm is, kidding. this is clearly the, yes. the over under is yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, 99% greatness. Good. You know good, what good. I mean? But every now and again, Again, the, the, the dials are turned up and whatever's going on with you is vastly heightened than like what it normally would be. Isn't it funny that I can handle falling off of a bike in Maui and getting right back up? But like this second tire fucking got me. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes that's what I'm saying. Like it. it just be certain and things And I thought sometimes. about that, but I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I was like, I know that I could do it. I don't fucking want to. But like in Maui, it felt like I didn't have a choice. Like I couldn't get even think about that because I have to get on this bike. And there's still 30 miles left. Yeah. Like I have to do it. Yeah. I would, like I said, that's the first moment in which I understood I have to let go. Yeah. I can't drive this thing for this person. They got to do it. And I'm not very, I'm not very confident. <laughs> you should neither am I. I wasn't trying to tell you that. But I was like, Earl, I think I just have to do it. So I'm let's not just very <laughs> confident in that. And, you know, I talked to Keon about it later on because just as a father, I was asking right, him, I was like, bro, right. this must be the moment 
Now, I forget, Ja'Cory is probably like 11, 12 I think something. he's getting close to 13 now. Right. So he's getting closer to the age that I'm actually talking about. Because mm, when they because are able to do things. When you're really able to do things. Like, like ride Yeah, Ja'Cory's not around him all the time. So he can't re- realistically spend his time just worrying about this child. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about when he starts getting in cars with other friends and traveling and stuff like that. Like, that's and what I'm talking about. And he's driving, yeah. And they're experiencing other things like girls and alcohol and drugs are, you know, incorporated. All this sort of stuff. Driving long distances, all the above. Yeah, just, just other things. All the fuck shit that we got into For when sure. we were kids. Except different now because it's a different age. So maybe you're not... Driving down the road with, you know, BB guns and paintball guns shooting at your friends in the other car. But maybe, I don't know, you're doing whatever. Maybe you're now trying to get off some weird ass trendy TikTok that's sketchy and you have to go do some weird shit for it. I don't fucking know how kids are getting in trouble (laughs) these days. But whatever it is that people are doing to get in trouble at that young, you know, the the ripe age of 12 and 13. Yeah, you're you're starting to get dicey (laughs) around then for sure. You're about to go into high school. It's yeah it's, yeah, it's definitely got the potential to get dicey. You're going to start having to choose the friends that you really want to be around, like who you really want to associate yourself with. And that's going to mean a lot for you. Right. And just like you on that fucking moped, <laughs> you have to just let your kid go. You just have to say, oh, fuck, like, I don't know where you're really you're going to tell me you're going to this place. I'm going to believe you and hope that at some point in the night you're getting there, there. (laughs) but I'm certain you're going to be doing some other stuff that you're not telling me as well. But I am now out of control. I have to let go because I was never in control anyway. Right. Right. But there was this seeming control that I had. And now even that's gone. Yeah. And, and, I, and I thought about that rough. whilst I was looking at you and I obviously knew you were terrified. And I'm thinking, I was like, wow, like this must be rough for him. And I like, I can't tell him that I don't know how I'm going to make it. But I have, like I have to. You fell off the moped in the middle of the, of the parkway. The highway. And you, <laughs> and it clearly never needed to happen right you it just did. ride on the shoulder no i'm just, you, okay i see what you're saying yeah, from, from your me, psychology yeah, from if you're riding a moped you never have to fall no never <laughs> you can just keep riding it and just pull on the brake and stop yeah. whenever you want to and learn how yeah. to control the bike so you can do these things efficiently and effectively we just we didn't spend enough time well we didn't know what the issue was the issue was that i thought that i had properly figured out the throttle Brake mechanism. And it wasn't more so the stability. That was definitely a part of it, but it was really the throttle and the brake. I thought that I was doing the right thing. I certainly wasn't. So when things got a bit tricky, I just went full throttle and then full brake and then found yourself in the on the ground in the middle of two lanes with oncoming traffic. And they and they and they all stopped their cars. God bless them. So you could get back on there. I was very thankful for that. Um, yeah, it was that was a that was rough. But. That was a tough one. That was a tough one. But either way, the thing is, is that there are going to be moments where yeah. you're ramped up for whatever reason yeah. the case is, and it's the fact that I'm not as dialed in to that right. as you are. That I'm just gonna be observing the situation <laughs> <laughs> and be like, listen, this is what this is what I feel like the best move forward is. You let me know if you feel like you have another one that is better, but 
this is what this is the best I have with my set of observations and without the high level emotion attached to it. Can you think of like another instance where that happened recently? Where you, where you're where I wasn't making the best judgment call based of my way tuned in emotion um, and hypersensitivity. Like I can't recall medicine. Nah, yeah. You want to do another one? You well, we do- can do that one, but I. Yeah. I mean, because the thing is, is it's you feel things deeply. And so the thing is that you want to feel better. <laughs> you want, you, you, you know, immediately. So you're willing to go the extra mile to get that to stop. You're like, what is everything that could possibly fight the sickness I'm feeling? 45 minutes on a session, four days a week, seven types of medicine. I was doing it all. Gym. Right. And, and so <clears throat> I'm just like. What, what So what happens, we had a conversation earlier today and you're talking about diminishing returns. Yeah. You're talking about trying so hard and being so hard on yourself right. and, and being in such a hole of shame, creating such a rut story for yourself that you're not growing at all. You're just sitting in yeah. shame, beating yourself. It's the same thing. Like you, you just gotta bring it back. You can't go the full length and try to take every possible supplement, vitamin, pharmaceutical, over-the-counter drug that has anything to do with any of the symptoms that you're feeling every single day for however long you're planning on doing that. Like we, you know what I mean? Like it's and the reason you're doing this is because you're. You're emotionally invested in this, as you should, because it's your fucking health. Yeah. So that's why I'm also, I never say, like, you're just fucking crazy. Like, you're a human being having human experiences with human emotions, and you make human decisions often based off of those human emotions. So sometimes it's great to be able to have someone around. And this brings Mm -hmm. us back all the way to the mentor thing. It's It's true. Where you just have someone that can be honest with you right and it doesn't feel bad looking you in your face and knowing because here's here's this is the the issue why people don't do it why they don't do this is because they know when they're looking at you whatever it is they have to say you're not gonna like it right and you're gonna get accepted they know that The only thing with me is I don't give a fuck if you don't like it. Like, I, right. this is what has to be said right now. For yeah. the best of my abilities, to the best of my knowledge, I'm not just saying things flippantly to hurt anyone's feelings. So it's like, I'm saying this because I feel like this person needs to hear this information because they're harming themselves right. unknowingly. So I'm like, yo, listen, you can't, you should stop doing this thing. It's not good for you. Take a look at yourself. Take a look at what it is you're doing. Do you really think that this is it? Like, you tell me. If you think so, you keep doing it. Right. But if you take a real honest, objective look at this and you think that this is okay, no, you don't. So stop, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you have to be able to look at someone yeah. and, and say that. you ha- People are so terrified yeah. of confrontation. It's like, listen, man. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's really what it is. Listen, like, listen, just... man, you can hate me for as long as you want to. I'm not going to be nasty to you. Right. Like, and that's why I like to record these things mm-hmm. because you're not going to catch me just being, will I say some cheeky jokes like Esmeralda? Right, right. Of course. But like, I'm not, I'm <laughs> never, I'm not just going to sit asshole. here and just put people down and just be nasty right. with them. 
but I'm going to say some things that may be questionable on the other person's yeah. side. Like, oh, fuck, you really yeah. just said that to me? I list, This is the reality. This is just the reality of the situation. I'm stating what it is. And it's either we're having an honest conversation about it or we're not. Right. And if we're not, then that's fine. We don't have to have a conversation. But what you're not going to say is that I'm a lying piece of shit. Right. Just like, straight up like, like, no, I'm just... It's I'm just telling I'm telling you what's going on here and you're just going to have to wrestle with the fact that you're hearing something that maybe you don't want to hear. That balance is nice, man. You know, and and to be able to find that in a partner. I was talking to Bella about that is it takes a lot of cultivation. It takes so much work. You have to be fucking sowing that field for a long time mm. so any crop comes sort of like that bamboo seed. Yeah. I do not think that relationships work that way right off the bat. Bam, the you, bamboo story, the parable, is just the ultimate story. Yeah, yeah, for everything. At all moments in time. It's the ultimate story. Yeah, that's that's really all it is. You know, just investing time and and if it makes sense, you know, something will come of that eventually. You, you just both have to be there with the right intentions and, and to be open and honest. Sometimes it's going to be really fucking weird and really hard. And sometimes it's going to be really, really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. something I've been thinking about, too. Sorry to interrupt you. Laughing. Mm -hmm. I love laughing. Right. Me too. I've always enjoyed laughing. I know. Like I. That's why I think Mikhail is the best. Mikhail. Mikhail. I just want to sit around her while she lives her life. (laughs) And just listen to her say all these funny fucking things. Yeah. She's definitely funny. She just has the best little quirky little liners. Like she is so freaking funny to me. And I'm not naturally that funny. Nor. Like, that's just not second nature for me. Mm-hmm. It, it comes in pockets like, at the right you time. Don't, you don't frequently filter things through like a comedic valve is right. what you're saying. Right. I feel like I was able to tune into this a lot in Maui because I was so loose. <laughs> right. And so relaxed. I, I found myself laughing with and at myself many times, which was a lot of fun um, in many laughs that we shared together. But it's it's really fun to be able to laugh with other people. But like you said, to be able to laugh at yourself in your relationship is is so liberating and mm-hmm. even more profound yeah. of a laugh. Like I feel like that's when the true endorphins really truly get released. It's a deeper or dopamine. Yeah, it's a deeper laugh. It like, comes from the the depth right. of of your belly. Like, oh my god! It's yeah, like you it, because it's a it's a full it's a full laugh. Like imagine this: <clears throat> like you're in a room <laughs> full of ten people. And let's even, no, it doesn't have to be professional, but so whatever, you could be at a bar with some friends or you could be, um, or you could be in a professional setting. And if someone makes a joke that is funny enough to where you would laugh, but also it's super unaware, (laughs) (laughs) right, to, to such a degree that is really going to offend a couple of people at the table, <laughs> you may chuckle. You may very quickly scan the room to see how many other people right. are about to laugh, like to what degree you can laugh. But what we can say is that it will not be the fullest laugh that it could be. For sure. Right. And so you just have to understand that the more honest a room gets, the deeper and richer the laughs can for be, sure. which is why I would make all the sense in the world that comedians like hanging out with other comedians. For sure, I can only imagine. Because you all can just fucking riff 
and laughed so so loudly about everything that you guys can come up with in your little creative minds. And there's no one around to fuck that up and be like, oh, man, that's kind of fucked up, dude. You shouldn't have said that. It's like, come on, dude. We're just fucking around. We're having a good time. Get get this guy the fuck out of here. (laughs) Right? Like, you want to just be able to do that. And so when you're going through these highly contentious moments with people, and this is why it's very important for me with family to overcome things because- it's not about always wanting to progress and move forward and we yeah. have to grind things out and we have to have a deep therapy session every time mm-hmm. we talk. Nobody wants that shit. Right. Sometimes you just <laughs> want to have a good time. But our good times could be so much better. They could be such deeper laughs right. and deeper <clears throat> just bouts of flippant funniness if we were able to conquer those right. other things that take away from what could be super funny or super connecting between us. Like, it just, it works that way. Like, when um, Napoleon Hill had said in there that people are successful to the degree that they have been failures. Right, right, right. You know, like, you... Which is why he interviewed all of those people that had failed. Right, exactly. Like, whoever, I think it was, uh, like... uh, Dale Carnegie? Dale, Dale Carnegie that gave him the advice. Yes, to take to, the 20 years to interview people. That, but but not just the interview. Because at first he was interviewing super successful that's people. That's what it was. But Dale Carnegie was like, or Andrew Carnegie. Yeah, I don't something know if that's like this, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was like, you need to interview the failures. Right. Like interview those people. See what they were doing. Right. Match all of that up. And that's where the whole conversation with the... Uh, um, comprising that the complete aggregate of that would of course take the form of the devil which is why it's outwitting the devil and he's having a conversation an interview with the devil um where are we going with this what are we talking about um Um, recognizing failure and and the laughs being deep oh yeah yeah that's why it's very important for me to do that with with the family that's why i i bring that into question and um it just yeah, it makes a relationship with someone so much better. Just so much richer because it's realer. It's it's wholer. It's more it's fuller. There's there's more going on. It has more of a body to it. It has yeah. more nuance to it. It has more wisdom to it. Like it has more dis, uh distinguished aspects about it. Like you would imagine like a really handsome guy getting older. Like Johnny Depp at the age of twenty, he was he was good looking. Yeah. But he wasn't good looking like Johnny Depp at thirty. Right. Or thirty five. Same Maybe with even 40. George Clooney. Same thing. Like some some people really find a way to distinguish with yeah. age. And it's the same thing. Like you can find a way to have a distinguished relationship, but you really it, it's gotta be honest. Yeah. It has to be honest. And then you will find a robustness in a level of relationship with someone that you didn't think was actually attainable, you know, but you have to dig up those skeletons and you have to be face to face with them. You can't run Everything. away. You, Yeah. Yeah. You can't dismiss them because it's convenient in the moment because you're paralyzed by any form of confrontation when confrontation is simply just a matter of, one speaker box, really, which is me, <laughs> right? Just voicing, it, just a Set general, ideas. a general observation yeah. about things. 
that's that's really at the end of it. I'm not trying to tear you down. Right. I'm not trying to tear down whatever uh, <laughs> team you come from, right? Whatever fight you're fighting, whatever flag you're holding, I'm not coming to tear down any of that. Like I'm making an observation and all I have is words because that's how I know how to communicate. So I say it through the English language. That's all that's being said. All right? of this would be so much easier if you know, we were taught early on that it's okay to be told that you're not a perfect person and that sometimes you do things wrong. Like, mm. to just accept constructive criticism. Yeah. Like, that should just be an idea. Right, because when I had Cindy on here, her whole issue was that she felt extremely stupid right. being saying anything wrong. And, like, I have inhabited that mind For state sure. before. Like, you don't want to say the wrong thing. You don't want to come off as stupid. But then you get older and realize we're all stupid. Exactly. And we're all going to say a bunch of stuff. You have to realize your stupidity. You have to realize your your mortality. You have to realize yeah, that it's okay. like, your incompetence. Your your impotence. Yeah. You have to come into contact with that. You really do. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, man. It feels nice. It feels nice to, you know, get to a place in life where you can have some shortcomings and they just don't overtake you. <laughs> that That's really nice. You know, just being objective with yourself about your shortcomings is, is really difficult. Yeah, being being honest enough to bring other honest people on board. That's mm-hmm. that's more so yeah. the thing. Because again, people aren't really they're not gonna do it. The most the, the the largest bulk of people are not going to be able to do it. There's mm-hmm. going to be a percentage of people that can do things on their own and overcome things on yeah. their own and develop uh, means of therapeutic healing yeah. for their own you know, on a for us, by us thing. Like they're, they're right, completely right. self-sustainable in that way and they reach out to people and do well, but that's not most people. Yeah. So it's more so about being honest enough to say, I don't really always like what this person has to say, but I know that they're honest, so I'm going to keep them around. Yeah. And that's, that's tough. That's a tough decision to make because you could very easily yeah. just have a bunch of yes men and yes women around you. that just, yeah, girl, go ahead, do that shit. You right, he wrong, Listen. they all wrong. I can't believe you didn't get that promotion. No one else is more qualified than you. You a boss, bitch. If another person, especially a woman, tries to tell me that I am just a perfect, beautiful woman that needs no man, ma'am, unfortunately, I don't think you will ever be my friend. Because you're you're just a liar. <laughs> and if, you, just and if you believe that, then that's just a delusion that I don't want in my life. So. Yeah, it's just their understanding of what yeah. it is at the moment. Usually it's based off of like the, just the last thing that happened. Because what's funny is based sometimes... Like that tweet that they read this morning. <laughs> yeah, well, kind of. What I mean is the last event in their life right. that caused that train of right. thought. Because it could have been six months prior and you could have been talking to them and they could have been in like a really cool relationship right. or a relationship where they really loved the person. And they would have been talking to you up and down about... <laughs> how beautiful this person is and how they feel like they have hope for you in the dating world and now you should probably get out there and then they break up some fuck shit happens and it's just like man fuck these motherfuckers I don't even know if not girl listen you had it right the whole time you don't need them and then it's not until they find the next person that they open their heart up to I talked to you and Gluar about this the other day like when you get hurt right by someone 
it's a natural response to clam up and be like, yo, I can't believe people are snakes out here like that. I can't believe people are so weird and they'll look at you right in your face and say something or pretend to be someone that they're not. And then as soon as you're done, go do the complete opposite. Just go and completely sabotage you or ruin anything that you could have possibly been had going on. Like the fact that that person would use whatever information they got from you to immediately go corrupt your natural flow of things is crazy to me. Yeah, and I've also never been in tune with that. Like I've never been that person, even when I was crazy. Right, but there are people out there and if you talk to enough people and you get in enough circles and party and hang out and work in different spots, you you find these people and you see it happen Mm -hmm. over and over and over to you and to other people as well. And that can, it can hurt you. Yeah. And it can have you clam up and you're just like, man, fuck these people. I'm going to be by myself. I'm going to just because you can't trust these people. And you just have to remember that you have way more pleasant interactions with human beings. It's not like everyone's always doing that to you all the time. That wouldn't be a world worth living in. We'd all want to fucking kill ourselves. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like if everyone, if most of the people, if it was the inverse and most of the people that you invested any time into yeah. stabbed you in the back in a terrible way, truly, truly deceived you from the start. And, and after it happened, you could go back in your mind and see the whole setup and see how they had been playing right. you for months and months and months. And they were looking at your face and smiling right. with you and at your house, petting your dog or your cat. And they met your parents and they're doing all this stuff. And little do you know, they're about to steal from you or, or you know, you never fucking know what, right. what it is is going to happen. But that happens to people often. Um, and, 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 and it can hurt. But you but again, that's not most of what's happening. Yeah. That's not most human beings. And you're also probably really mindless if you miss so many. If this lives. is happening to you over and over, yeah. Because but you'll, you'll are not catch professional on. Professional criminals like that in real life. Yeah, you you'll catch on. I've been hearing <laughs> a, a lot of people, you know, in the social sciences, go on podcasts and talk about the fact that, like Jordan Peterson talks about it, that. The reason that so many young women go after such fucking assholes and like super egotistical, narcissistic pieces of shit that are going to treat them like trash is because women look at men, they look at confidence as an indicator of like competence. Yeah. So if you're Mm. because looking at someone that's confident, it's like, okay, well, this person's confident in themselves and the way they move and speak. So. Clearly, they know some shit about themselves that I don't know, that other people don't know. They got something going for them, clearly, because why the fuck else would you be so confident? So that's an attraction because you're just like, this person is going places. They're confident, so they must be going places, right? Um, And young, narcissistic, egotistical assholes know how to play that part. I was one of them. I knew how to play that part. So then you get people that, that can be fooled by that. And it takes, unfortunately, one too many young assholes to break women's hearts for the women to finally get old enough at a certain point to be like, oh, I think, I okay, I've seen these characteristics before. Like, okay. Don't go for that one. Yeah. Like, okay. You're like these last five guys. that Okay. Now I know that I actually want a guy that's kind, (laughs) that's generous. What what was that we were watching? 
that that video that you showed me, Lex Friedman and that lady talking about oh, relationships. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Her and name. she said, you know, you want you want someone who what what is the word that she said? It's reasonable. Ayella, I think her name was. Oh, Ayella. That's right. Yeah. That's funny. She looked white. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> um. She said, "You want someone that's that's reasonable." You know, and we both heard that and we're like... Emotionally stable. Or emotionally stable, even worse. That's what she said. Yeah. Oh, this wasn't even Ayala. This was someone else that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, this yeah. was the blonde hair. Oh, woman. yeah. And you never showed me that because you yeah, didn't yeah, actually yeah. give a fuck about what she was saying. Remember? Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I was asking you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it was just a... It was... Yeah, she's talking about things that we felt like were simple, which were the three... Like these three indicators yeah. that she had read from some social scientist somewhere that it was like, you want someone that... Um, is going to be conscientious. And she loved that because it's kindness, but it's kindness with a certain type of intelligence. Correct. It's a, it's a, um, it's a well-considered kindness. It's a certain type of kindness that I'm going to show to you specifically because I've been watching you right. and I know the exact type of things that would be really kind for you. Right. Right. Um, and then, which t makes sense For because sure. we just talk about paying attention to other people. <laughs> and then the next one was that you want them to be, oh, I guess low on neuroticism. Yes, yes. So, so just Verbatim, like be, be emotionally stable in situations. And I was like, that sounds good. And then the next one was low to medium level of adventurousness yeah because don't wanna... you don't want them to be too adventurous or they're only interested in novelty and the next thing and the next thing because yeah. you can't really fit inside of that and the the low to medium is yeah i like to continue to do new things with you things but also chill out <laughs> right 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 so um yeah that was that just Seem pretty simple. But like you said, like some people need to hear that for the first time. For sure. Like maybe I don't need him beating on me every time that I forget to thaw the chicken at 7 a.m. in the morning. That's like a fact. Maybe I should be with someone that is okay if I forget to not put out the chicken. Like that, that's probably a better idea. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, God bless everyone. Listen. It's hard. That's usually how we leave these episodes. It's like, bless everyone. I really, good vibes for everyone. I hope everyone figures out whatever version of life or whatever version of living life makes most sense for them. Have some good laughs with some people you love. Good laughs is a good way to... Yeah, just, just yeah. try to be open You know, to honesty. It's certainly not easy. But chances are that if you interact with it in, in a righteous, mindful manner, your life might get better yeah just make quickly. some yeah make some make some some try like try yeah. just try to be honest and like just, make it like attainable goals you know don't make grandiose five-year long-term goals it's like how can i not lie as much as i lied yesterday be being honest <clears throat> is like everything else in which you have to get good at it yeah like you can get better at being honest yeah and so you just start making small steps you just like Oh, I was about to, you know what? I was thinking of a lie to tell this person. Right. And then you didn't tell that one lie. That's something that you wouldn't have done two days ago. Right. And it's just like, okay, can I make a correction for this one thing? Because I'm thinking about lying to this person because I don't want them to really know why I don't want to link up yeah. with them or whatever the case is. You know what? No. I can make a decision right here. To just say no. I'm going to say 
fuck Earl and whoever believes in determinism <laughs> to any degree. I'm going to make a decision. And the decision is I'm going to be an honest person. Do that. You know? Um, and if that's the case, that's awesome. That would be a great way to go yeah. about it. I think that life becomes so much more enjoyable and robust and vivid and adventurous and and freeing. Just the the, oh, the most is it? <laughs> the, it's the liberating factor it's, of it's, it that just feels so damn so nice. good to be in your own space. That's like what I I told you this before before we leave actually that I felt. Um, We've been watching a series of like movies and television shows yeah. that had me thinking about this. Uh, and I think the policeman would have been one of them that was on Amazon. And it was mm. it was like what was oh the dude Harry gosh. Styles? Yes. But it was like that these was these guys and clearly they were in France at the time, I think. Uh yeah. Whatever the time no, no, was, he, it no. wasn't cool to be gay in it was, public. It was like 80 years, no, 60 years ago. So, like, it just wasn't cool to be gay in public. But I don't think that this was in America that they were. I think that they were somewhere else. I think... I don't think they were in America. I think... Really? Yeah. He I was the only were. English person. I, just even the way the policeman... I felt You're like right. it was... No, I think it was overseas. Were, but either was, way, everyone just look it up. Forget about us. Just look it up. But the But the point is, is that I was thinking about gay people coming out of the closet mm -hmm. in any community that is not really receptive right. of that Jeez. and i just thought whoa right how you fucking i never really given it right. thought i just thought whoa how courageous is it of someone to to feel something that is just not receptive like other people do not care for that shit wherever they're from and to just step out and be like this is who i am like i don't know what else to tell you this is what this is how I feel. This is what I'm gonna do. You know, that's wild. I I saw this in my sister when she had one of her many panic attacks, and this one overtook her obviously because she didn't know what to do because she felt like she wanted to die because she was gay because her family obviously was not accepting of that back then and maybe not so now. But nonetheless, I saw a person in real time like cry incessantly, not being able to breathe because she was suffocating over the fact that she didn't know how to tell her family that she liked women. Right. <laughs> like I saw that. And as soon as she said it, we she remarked on this after we had spoken about it a few years later because I looked at her and I just, I made eye contact with her and I just nodded and I smiled because I knew. I was like, I knew something has been weighing on you your whole life. Mm -hmm. Like I, I've seen you have panic attack after panic attack. Like there's a lot going on. And, like, now it makes sense. So, like, there was just, like, a nod. And she was, like, I saw it in your eyes. Like, you looked at me and, and like, you knew, like, this made sense for you. Yeah. And so, like, and so for all those people that. that came out in their life, that was a huge step in Oof. living in, in their truth. truth. Right. Living in truth. They're, like, no, fuck. This is the reality of the right. situation. I'm going to live like that. Right. I don't like these like, people I'm romantically. Not, I'm not hiding this. Fuck this shit. That's like, this crazy. is, this is, this is the world. Like, who the fuck am I hiding from? Right. Y'all out here weirdos, too. We all fucking weird. Fucking your mom, but I can't fuck a guy that yeah, I like. You know like, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I know y'all over there doing weird shit. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just fucking a dude I like. Like, yeah. this isn't even a, it's not a big deal like, at you're all. You're doing weird shit. I'm just having sex with someone else. Yeah, like, bro. Yeah, so, nah. That's, I can't fathom but, that. But yeah. that's, it's you similar. know, kudos to all of those people For because sure. that is a huge step in getting better at living honestly. Right. You know, so that's that's really, really fucking cool. And I hope that for more people because it's such a awesome. It's so, yeah. it feels so good. Like, 
I don't know how else to say it than like life feels just more nutritious. It feels like it, there's real substance to it now. I think a good idea because I, I don't want people to hear this because if you're thinking living in your own th- truth, you're wrong. Like that's not what we're speaking of. Because when you say the words, I'm living my truth, you don't feel this type of liberty because that means you're not looking at things objectively, mm-hmm. nor are you taking accountability for your actions. Right. You are, because of whatever you are, you are not to be held by any sort of standards because I'm a woman, because I've done this, I've done that. That is a different living in truth versus living in your own truth. Right. Like, I don't want that to get misconstrued because of the liberty that I feel and that you feel and, and that people that make righteous decisions to live in truth feel are, are not just living in my own truth and saying fuck men or no. fuck the police or fuck whatever and, and having that be it. Yeah, because the different. truth because the truth is comprised of I mean if we're talking about a human truth. Just objective it's, it's, it's factual? Well um, Well objective more so not factual but it's going to be comprised of everything that we kind of say that it is to yeah. some degree, right? And so in order for me to get to some of the truth, I have to be open to other people. Like the truth yeah. cannot just be mine and mine only. Yeah, but people, but that's not when I live in a world or... that is comprised of just this overwhelming sense of consciousness yeah. that I do not have control over, that I do not yeah. reign over. I'm not the king of consciousness here. And so I have to, or else I'm being delusional. I have to look at other people and take in other perspectives in order to have more insight and just to be able to tap into the whole. Like you, you, you have to. Yeah, man. Tapping into different perspectives is a key. So, so when you're investigating the truth, speaking to others and remaining open to what they're saying is that is a truthful way of investigating. It is a, uh, probably a morally i would say a morally sound and effective way of investigating just what truth is right you can't just stay in your own mind and just investigate truth i mean you can but it'll it again it'll it's just truth, be right? yours and i don't i don't know how effective that's going to be for you usual things that yeah. people want in their lives. Because when I see people take that route of the truth is just going to be mine and mine only yeah. in my mind, I it's not attractive. I talked to Duty about this no. yesterday. Like you'll see fucking Gabrielle Union on a Lincoln Navigator commercial. It's like, what the fuck does Gabrielle Union know about Lincoln Navigators? Like I, I don't know, but it makes people want to buy a Lincoln for Navigator sure. or whatever the fuck any celebrity is endorsing. But what matters is the celebrity endorsing the thing. Right. You don't want someone that's like... You don't want a random actor endorsing it. You want someone that can sell it to you. Yeah. Give like me it just, Shaq in the rental cars, but Shaq will never rent a car because he's a millionaire because he has 70,000 cars. Yeah, but it also doesn't make sense for like Bill Gates to try to sell me on a gym membership. Well, like I don't give a fuck kind about... Kind of relatable. Yeah, that's what... It needs... That person needs to relate to the thing that they're trying yeah. to sell to some, to some degree or yeah, maybe yeah. they don't because people don't care. They just see a nice face and they're like, yeah. yeah. But it, there's no world in which Bill Gates need, is going to tell me where I need to work out and what exercises I need to do. And you're like, yeah. Where I'm just like, oh, I need that endorsement. Yeah. Right. That's so you just um. 
I forgot where I was going with this. I, I went on a tangent, but the, the, I don't know. Endorsements matter. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking. Know. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know where we were going. I, I don't know where we were going with that. Um, Just different perspectives. I think is maybe where you you were speaking of. But different perspectives. I have to go to the restroom again. Okay. Well, let's just go ahead and up. shut this up. All right, guys, we're done. We're out of here. That's the end. Thank Episode one sixty four. I believe that Ish? is. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Truthful. Peace, everybody. Peace. Thank you. Bye. Be truthful. Ha, <laughs> ha,